11 o'clock comics episode um 80 <laughs> 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 Rest Rest Lord of have mercy I got screwed that up Let, I got a laugh in there. shut up little man <laughs> see what happens me 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 la 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 <sighs> 11 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 11 o'clock comics, episode A little bit delayed there, buddy. Right. It's a long fuse on that one. It was. Because I'm looking at the form and I'm like, I thought it was 86. And then I see, no, last week was 84. So I was like, oh, 84. For sure. I don't know. For sure. Because we're going to complain about my lag of woo-woo, but you can't even spit it out. But that's right. <laughs> oh, he's combative tonight. He is? Yes, that's, I love that. It's one, the, it's one of those weeks where the, everything's kind of thrown off because New Comics didn't come out today. No, that's not. Well, New, Com- new Comics didn't come out. But today is New Comics Day for me, I'll tell you. Right uh-huh. I got my box too. High five. Over here. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Nice. Got to reach. Nice. But not only did I get DCBS, I got some bad Oh, I did too. Oh. Yeah, we're buddies today. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right. Over there. It uh, is. I'm, I'm, I'm muy celoso now. Yeah? Look at that. What did you say? Very, ge- very jealous in Spanish. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's pigeon Spanish. <laughs> yeah. That's he's Wall Street. over there cradling his game, Hardman. He's learning Spanish so he can fight off the MS-13. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Remember that making right. it into his neighborhood? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. speaking of MS-13... Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, that show you gave me, Chris, uh, was was wacky, man. That's, That's nice. scary, scary shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I know. Okay, What's up, boys. Welcome, friends, to Eleven O'clock Comics. I'm Vince B. That was weird. Yes, <laughs> that was just weird. But it's appropriate. It was pregnant with pauses. Go ahead. Uh, I'm Christopher Neesman. Yay! I'm David Price. Of course you are, and uh, and uh, I am the uh, indefatigable Emir the Frost Giant. Oh, you'd be cool if you were Emir. That'd be really be, neat. You'd be, be all, right? You'd be all white and dangly. We'd be looking up at your junk. Be <laughs> cold and shit. No, no, you're not. You are Jason Wood on this very strange Wednesday. A weird What's Wednesday. Yeah, it, it, comic book day. Wednesday. It's not right when Wednesday is not a comic book day. It's it just throws my internal clock right off. Wednesday is never a comic book day for me. So well, this is like this is like the one day out of the year that the Canadians are like, ha ha, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some of them. Uh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Some of them were, were, were like, I think it was Gobo that did it. Yeah. And, and they're like, yeah, Dark Avengers Annual completely spoiled Captain America Reborn. I'm like, don't be telling me that. <laughs> oh, Mr. On. King of, uh, of spoiling shit the day you get it in your hands for, on the show. 
Oh, you, it's gonna, you, it's gonna be one of those weeks, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, you can't make fun of Gobo when you're champing at the bit to talk about books like. Uh, I'm not making like fun of them. Far from it. You had the book for like 13 it's minutes. And you know why it's still hot off the press. It, it was, was less than that. that. The ink was still drying. <laughs> you betcha. Tony Moore was putting the finishing touches on the yeah. art when I was going to talk <laughs> yeah, about seriously. it. So yeah, it's a weird Wednesday. We're all here. Let's have some fun, Chris. Do it. Do it. All right. Because uh, I got a present for you. Roll? Are you drinking something besides? Oh, it very could it could be it could be. All right, all right. Drink, drink roll call. We'll we'll do you last then. Yeah. Um, I'll That's go first. Uh, I'm I am having uh, Jim Beam on the rocks. Nice. That's yeah, nice. yeah. It's it's just going with the old the old standby. So I was trying to think if I ah maybe I should do something all wacky and crazy. I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna have some beam. So a little bourbon. little straight Kentucky bourbon. Uh, I thought it was whiskey. Well, bourbon is whiskey. Ah. Yes. Remember, uh, I got all, lectured about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's all, right. You're all, right. All, yeah. all, all bourbon is whiskey, but but not all whiskey is bourbon. And right, because he was like, we were having a bourbon sour. I said, oh, my uh, God. Right, right. And yeah. they're both something that I call paint thinner. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, how, how about you, Jason? Uh, in one hand, I've got a cup of uh, hot tea. In the other hand, I've got a glass of Jameson Irish whiskey. Oh wow! You know you can mix those two together and you'd be just fine. You know you can. I I don't I don't dig on that as much. I enjoy the separate sips. I'm technically mixing them in my belly right now, but I like belly. to have them. I like belly. to taste them separately. Yeah. yeah, I like well, well, um, black tea with uh, with Irish whiskey in the wintertime. Yep. that's a that's a good morning drink. I am a tea um, nut right. Now. I love me some tea. Can't get can't get enough of. It. You, you go uh, like tea bags or loose leaf tea. <laughs> It's laughing at you. It did. It either either or. I uh, whatever whatever I got available and feel like having. We have yep, all sorts yep. of teas up in this piece. Yeah, go for the go for the loof, loosely. Jason yeah, loves home. the tea bags. Uh huh. Vince loves the tea bags. David, David, it's all cute. Um, I was looking for something to drink tonight, so I just came up with uh, V8 Fusion. Oh, that stuff's good. Blueberry and uh, or blueberry pomegranate and uh, Myers Platinum White Rum. Okay, right. that that sounds really tasty. Is that something yeah, you just invented? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a David Price concoction. What are we going to call that? How about a fruity D? The King Dappity Do. What do we call me normally? Eh? What do you do? Yeah, a fruity dap. Fruity dap. Uh, uh, all right, Vince, uh, unveil your your surprise. It's it's not Maybe a Mac. No, it, the rocks. it's not a major deal. It it's of little importance, but it is hops, and I am drinking the Yingling traditional lager. Oh, very nice. Because be, because uh, our notebook, our Yingling episode uh, notes book mm-hmm. that was provided oh, that, that, by Mr. W- yes, Mr. Wet Rats yes. has now run out. I'm, oh. on the, I'm on the I'm on the very last page. Wow! And uh, I'll tell you, it's a nice little um, the final episode, folks, tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's a nice little collection of of our way of thinking and everything we've covered. And you know, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's not a big deal. Maybe we'll do a little contest and give it away. 
Wow. wow. You don't want to save I, that? Oh, I would hate to leave. I would hate for that to leave the family. Yeah, I would, I would frame yeah. that in my new, my new, my, my new man room. I would frame that. Uh, all right. I, we're, I, I, okay, I, I, we're not I, I, doing I, I, a contest. Right. No. Yeah, who who you, came up you, with such a I, stupid I idea? You, I say you quarter it and we each get a piece. It, you know, it'll, it'll nice. be like the, it'll be like the, uh, um, the brotherhood of the, of the traveling notebook. And so, oh. just, oh, yeah. and we'll, we'll just try, we'll At just, every convention, yeah, we'll swap it with someone else and yeah. Yeah. Every time one of us gets something magical happens. Yeah. Right. Cool. Now, Vince, right, well, uh, are you are you looking for a new notebook now? No, I have plenty of them here. Um, but none borders, of special weapons. No, my yeah, God, no. Issues. Yeah, all I ripped those up, so they're little tiny oh. pieces <laughs> exactly. of paper. Yeah, but uh, you crushed. Uh, who was it? Kent today? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like, nah. I'll give you a bug. But I mean, what, like, I'll pay you to read it. <laughs> aside from aside from what we talk about on the show, why? Do you care that I'm not reading it? It's not. You enjoy it. Have a great time and love it and call it your own and just live in those pages. But I don't want to read it. But anyway, this is actually a um, because there is a disturbance in the force if you're not reading <laughs> Batman and Robin. Well, well if you're not, not reading Batman more, and Robin, it's it's it's, yeah. well, it's it's if you're not reading the same thing I'm reading. True, no, true. and and they it all comes down to sharing the love. They want to yeah. share the yeah, enthusiasm. I, hey, that's well, cool. I, I can completely read, dig uh, on that. Are you going to read? I, I hope you're going to read Joe the Barbarian. That's not out of your purview now, right? No, I ordered it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I show sure did, but anyway, I have a bunch of notebooks. The Borders cleared out their little uh, compact size journal slash notebook, so I'm I'm good for paper. Okay. But cool. none of them will ever be as nice as the Yingling notebook. This thing is yeah. a, a piece of beauty. When I said puppy, you say Mac. Puppy. Puppy. When I said puppy, you say Mac. Puppy! 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 Before we get into it, I got a book today in the mail from Ooh. Abrams, and I'm j- I just want to talk about it for two minutes. That's it. I, wa- I won't go on and on and on, time but time I, ju- I just want to make people know, I just want to make people aware of this book because it's really freaking cool. All right. Like I said, it's from Abrams. It's written by Dan Donahue, and it has a foreword by Ben Goldwasser and Andrew Van Wingarden. Do you know who they are? Uh, Captain and Tennille. No, they're the two dudes that comprise the band Management, MGMT. Oh. So, so you're thinking, why would these two uh, alternative music giants in, be uh, writing the introduction for a book that is supposed to be, or should be, somewhat about comic book? Art, right? It's called Ultraviolet. Sixty-nine blacklight posters from the Aquarian Age and beyond. That's I cool. saw that. I got an That's email about cool. that this week. Oh, this book is fantastic. That is cool. And the reason why I'm bringing it to everyone's attention is because of two pages in particular. Robert Crumb's "Keep on Trucking" in every page of this book is a blacklight poster, including the introduction. The text is printed in blacklight ink. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, it, it's a complete package. The total experience from the introduction to the last page is entirely in blacklight. The covers are in blacklight, but uh, Robert Crumb's Keep on Trucking and his very famous uh, Stoned Yet image where the dude is, uh, it's, a, it's an actual comic image where the dude is sitting there and he's post-toke and he's got his hands in his, in his palms and then his face just melts onto the table. You've seen that image. Uh-huh. Yes. Sure. It, it's a fantastic book, and uh, each image is more wonderful than the next, but there was one I wanted to bring to your attention, because you guys will giggle, because I know you love it. 
it it goes to show you how uh, blatant the plagiarism was in the 60s and and, and 70s. There's uh-huh. a, a blacklight image of Mephisto, <laughs> and and he's in green and blue, and he's he has laser beams flashing out of his eyes. He's blasting a gar uh, a drawing of Vampirella straight out of a Warren magazine. It it was just it was just traced and she has green skin and, and a different color uh costume and in the sky f- amidst a star field of Kirby dots and exploding planets and and uh sound effects is Captain Marvel. But it, it the 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 chest emblem has been changed to a lightning bolt and he's obviously not the same color as Captain Marvel. He's pink and purple and he's got the Kree helmet on, but it, for anyone who was in comics, they'd look at this and say, "Man, that is lame. Look at that. It's just completely a total ripoff of uh these characters, but it's a cool ass image." And uh the Captain Marvel dude is blasting uh, Mephisto, but there's uh Ed Big Daddy Roth images in here. There's Jimi Hendrix, The Stones. If you are um attuned to the work of Picture Box, oh yeah. It's this. This book is very much in in line with what we've seen from Picture Box. There's a lot of geometric pieces, just fantastic. But the the whole black light art form, it, uh-huh. it's a it's a an art form that it's one of the only art forms that I know of that actually demands it be viewed in a certain situation. It controls the environment. What other other art form other than cinema can you say demands being seen in a certain Atmosphere. You have to have a black light to get the full appreciation of these things, mm-hmm. which which is cool when the artwork extends from the printed page into the real world and says, "Hey, view me in this manner, or don't view me at all." That is really cool. But I mean, it's an oversized book. It's got the end flaps, which are have black light um, ink text on them. It's an amazing book. Pick it up. It's only twenty two fifty. Which probably from Amazon will be a lot cheaper than that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, you can actually separate the pages if you got a nice sharp exacto knife and throw them up on the wall. They're beautiful. And can you can you post moody. a link to the or a name of it in the uh, in the show notes? Yeah, sure. It again, it's called Ultraviolet from Abrams. Sixty nine black light posters. It's fantastic, Peewee. It's Sweet. awesome. There's some black power images in here. Some <coughs> half naked babes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's real trippy, and it's you know in, in keeping with that whole culture of the mind expansion and something I'm very uh, um, attuned to. Let's just yeah. Say. Speaking yeah. of that, you see uh, Godland thirty two uh, solicited or thirty six solicited uh, in uh, this this previews. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you should keep an eye on Abrams because they have some really cool books coming up. Very cool. Nice. They have uh, Jaime Hernandez, The Art of Jaime Hernandez. Oh. Uh, 260 full-color black and white illustrations, 224 pages, hardcover with dust jacket. Get out of here. Forget about it. There's a hardcover slipcase edition of the Simpsons Futurama crossover crisis that collects the (laughs) the two series where uh, Simpsons uh, crossed over with Futurama. Uh, Amazing stuff. So Abrams, yeah. Comics are pervading the culture even uh, more and more every day. I love it. Um, I'm kind That's of awesome because I didn't. Uh, I guess I didn't order it this month from our sponsor. Uh, this was month's that? previews, so I'm kind of at. A, I'm going to have to hit the site and depend on other people to tell me what's in it, like Dodge and Logic. Oh, you didn't. That's for next. Oh, you, you didn't order the previews, right? But you can still order it. Yes, I know. I'm going to have to go to their site and, and peruse DCBS's site in order to find out what 
the specials are and, and what's oh, been what's exciting for, for February. Oh, you what, must be DCBS? on the email list then. Say what? Yes, yes. Oh, well, yeah. Vince, why don't you tell us about D- DCBS? DCBS <laughs> just so happens that they nice are... Nice catch, Jason. That's nice. Uh, they are our sponsor. And the DCBS stands for Discount Comic Book Service, where you can get amazing discounts on your favorite comic books and collectibles. Everything in the previous catalog is available through them. You hop on their site at dcbservice.com, one word. Check it out and look at the just fantastic discounts, 35 45 50 up to 75% off selected items every month and uh, delivered right to your home. You decide the frequency, you get them at your door, and you can have a whole love-in with your favorite funny books. And there are, and it, the thing I like about DCBS is confidence. You're confident you're going to get what you order. Because nice. it's fantastic. Yeah. DCBService.com. Sorry about that. But yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, um, uh, Mr. Mr. Price just mentioned Dodgem Logic. Mm-hmm. And Vince and I were talking about this online a little bit today. You, if, if you are a fan of Alan Moore or just want to experience kind of the it's almost like lifting the top of his skull off and looking inside of his brain go to dodgemlogic.com and it's uh, d-o-d-g-e-m logic.com and it is the uh the official website for the the new fanzine that uh that he's putting together and it is an awesome awesome site I, I'm super excited for that. And oh. do not turn off the sound. There's no. a, a background um, audio piece that plays, and then um, a video of Alan Moore will begin. And the mixture of the video with the background music is awesome. Don't turn off the background music because it, it, <laughs> it really adds to it. It, re- it really does. But uh, Chris was talking to me. He's like, yeah, did you go to the Dodge and Logic, Logic site? It's awesome. I said, did you get the tarot card reading? He's like, what? what? If you scroll down the screen, there's a little did, tarot card tonight, yeah. in the middle. Click on it, and you can get a magic nine ball. Is it a nine ball? Yeah, magic nine, nine ball, ball or a free tarot card reading. It's just one card at randomly, but mm. I got the magician. Ding. So I, I, got, I, I got the devil. Did you really? How apropos. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it is it's it's an amazing site, and actually, um, if you go to um, uh, on the left hand side of the the site, there are all these um, awesome little illustrations, and uh, and they're all links to different parts of the site. And if you go to the one that's called Steel, um, you can get a lot of samples of what's going to be in the first issue of Dodge and Logic. There's also going to be a CD that ships with it and you can and you can download all of the tracks that are on that CD right there off the site. Yep. And uh is that Abby Hoffman? What? The the picture? Oh, I don't have the website open now. Oh, okay. Okay. Cuz it, it grinds down the the uh the sky. Uh, okay. I I don't Oh, with throwing the finger? Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it could be. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, to tell yeah. you the truth, I didn't really take note of it. But it, yeah, it could be. It I'm, would be appropriate. I'm, yeah, I know. It's my bad Chicago history. I, I, should, <laughs> I, I should know that. Um, but um, yeah, there's some really cool desktops and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Do- Dodge and Logic. Um, if you have not ordered that from your LCS, you you probably should because I have a feeling a lot of LCSs are going to totally skip over it because it's not in the comic section. Mm-hmm. It's in what the the Book section, book, books and magazines. Yeah, it's in books Page and magazines. Two ninety. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm pimping I, the hell out of this wherever yeah, I can. I, 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 is it is Top Shelf 
putting that out? Are they distributing yes. it here yeah. in the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're it's, I, have a, I have a feeling a lot of comic shops are going to pass that over and not even be aware of it. So mm-hmm. go tell your LCS owner or manager to order you a copy of Dodge and Logic and tell them that they probably, because it's an Alan Moore project, will want to order a few copies. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep, yep. Dude, I just is- won't know about it. It is an insane month in previews. Insane. I mean, I, I don't. I, I look. I looked through it last night, and I don't. I honestly, it could be double my normal order because. Wow. It, it's dude. It, well, there's things like Dodge and Logic, but there's all these hardcovers and stuff. I mean, um, absolutely. You know, I haven't read Planetary. I've been waiting for it to finish. Oh, so yeah. they're they're soliciting the the second half of of abs- the the second absolute second Planetary, one. but they're also resoliciting the first one. And the thing is, is you know, I mean, I guess theoretically you don't have to pre-order them because you think they'll keep them in print. But I'm so nervous they're not going to keep them in print. It makes me want to get them both now. Yeah, those um, are better. Yeah, you know, and so that's and they're not going to be printed until May. So you're pre-ordering them what five months in advance. But mm-hmm. um, Vince, your boy's got a, a new book out, um, which I'm sure you saw. Um, what's his name? Uh, the uh, the wonk the wonky dude that I'm not a fan of that you love. Uh, uh, Peter Bag. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got his new book out. Um, yeah. But there's, there's so much the stuff. The Matt Fraction Iron Man Omnibus is in there. Dude, the, did you see actually? Really? They're not Omnibus. They're, uh, and they're dude. It's, I was it's an s- oversized hardcover. Okay, and the Matt Fraction Iron Man omnibus. oversized hardcover is yeah. in there. Yeah, it's a great value. It's less than oh, two bucks an issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. I hope Marvel does more of that. That's fantastic. I mean, talk about making affordable comics for people. I mean, um, I, I could. It's like like a laundry list of. Not expensive, but additional things to my order, like the Cable yeah. and Deadpool uh, omnibus oh, yeah, thing or whatever, right, yeah. for thirty-four dollars for yeah. nineteen issues. You can't buy that's those issues one. for that. But both, yeah, but that's the thing. I think both of them are the first we've seen of that. I, I think it's probably a new format for these guys, which is the Iron Man is nineteen issues for I think what thirty-nine ninety-nine cover mm-hmm. price. Right. So you know, with DCBS, it's probably going to end up like a buck an issue, which is awesome. Yeah. And then the same thing with the Cable and Deadpool. I think it's the same thing, right? It's like the first twenty issues, and it's uh, and it's, I think it's, it's either four, that's eight, a trade paperback though, isn't eighteen or oh, nineteen. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Trade. But same yeah, thing. The ultimate like, collections, I think, because they did it with Morrison's New X Men. They okay. did it with Exiles, or they're doing it with Exiles. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing it with Alias, and and so now they're doing it with Cable and Deadpool. That's but, awesome. but, I mean, look at it this way: it it would probably come to like less than a buck an issue with after the discount. It, 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 any way you slice it, that's a value because. Even if you were to buy those issues and yeah. have them have them bound, it's going to cost way more than that. Once you well, add up all the, the issues, you think so? Uh, you're probably right. I mean, because oh, yeah. I don't think is that hard to find, but it, it, yeah, it would probably be at least a buck fifty, two bucks an issue minimum. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. at least, especially now, yeah. yeah. But but there's so I, much I agree stuff with you. It's it's it's, an, it's nuts. It's a crazy month. And you, speaking you know what else of, is in there? Well, what's in the previews? Something we've all been waiting for. Huh? I I know. I said what what's in Oh, oh, I I sorry. I thought you were saying um uh mysterious uh Tom That's Tom right. Fowler and Tom oh, yeah. Parker's. Yep, mysterious the unfathomable trade, the much anticipated trade is finally solicited. So I'm going to double dip. Gonna, I'm going to double dip it's, on that. I was one. just going to yeah. say it's been me a too, while since too. I did double dip and and I mean I mean never mind that he's on the forum, he's a friend of the show. We've had him on the show and I, it's just it's well, I'm 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 doing it for Parker, really, but it's it's just it's such well, of course. It's, it's such <laughs> you're not doing cool, anything for Fowler. Cool, exactly. It's just <laughs> a cool story, and if I can loan out my issues and loan out the trade at the same time, or just get it 
just have it available so that somebody else can read whatever I have on hand, then it's. Mm-hmm. I just want to see more of it. It is just it's such a cool story. I mean, Tom's oh, art is out of this yeah. world, and and yeah. I and it's just it's something that I think, you know, without blowing smoke up any creator's ass, it's something. It's, it's not one of those like done in one quickie little six issue. Here's a story I want to tell about some character I made up. There is actually something here that I want to see grow and flourish, and oh, yeah. and, and I want to That's see right. more of these of this world of these characters, and mm-hmm. I just I don't want to see it go away. It's yeah. a hoot. I I love mysterious. Absolutely. Or Again, order it, people. Order it. You, you really should. Yeah. By our decree. Yep. Yeah. Um, and going back to the DCBS box, it was painful opening that box today because what? I knew we were recording tonight and I could not peruse the stuff as, as in-depth as I w- wanted to. Uh-huh. You know what? I got the War of Kings hardcover. Me too. Nice. I got the Utopia. Me too. Nice. But the, the, the thing that, that really threw me for a loop, and I obviously have not read it yet, but remember Josh Cotter, Skyscrapers of the Midwest? Oh, yeah. Yes, Dude. yes, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I, wait, I, Chicago and Josh Cotter? <laughs> exactly. I got Driven by Lemons. Any of oh, you guys cool, order that? Cool. No. No. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Unbel- <laughs> I want, I'm not going to talk about it because I haven't even scratched the surface of it, but it is it, – it's – Printed and conceived like a little sketchbook. It even has rounded mm-hmm. corners, and there's a, a faux Japanese band around the front cover. You know how some Japanese editions have the band mm-hmm. around the covers uh, prom- with the title, and it's amazing. It's in in color, and it's faux aged some pa- pages, and it, um, it's That's fantastic. Cool. You got to get this. But I mean, I'm talking like a dumbass because I obviously haven't read it. But visually, yeah. it's. Stunning! Oh, we gotta, we gotta get him on an episode of AC. He, he already. Guys. What do you mean? He already agreed to be on here. <laughs> what? He already agreed to be on our show. He's like, there you go. Up. I can't. I don't. Right? I don't when I talk to him at Mocha, I'm like, dude, you got to be on our show. He's like, fine, I'll do it. Well, mm. get him on. I'm gonna steal him. <laughs> oh shit! She's sexy. I already oh, have his Wait, can See? you really steal steal something from yourself? Isn't that sort of? <laughs> Ooh, that's a wonderful yeah. point. And should make Chris feel very badly for saying it. <laughs> but yeah, too much stuff. And but I did read one thing out of the box. And I want to talk about it later well, because I'm I'm too excited to talk about it now. I'll get all giddy. Okay, Any, before, anybody read Image United? I did. Oh, good. Like, later. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But before right. we do that, I just want to real quick because I know we've beaten this this subject to death the last few weeks. I'm sure our listeners are like this again. Yeah. But I had to bring it up for the sake of it. Um, I did. I got my DCBS box on Monday, and that's unusual. It was because of the, the Thanksgiving weekend. I usually get it on the Friday before. And one of the first things I read was Punisher number eleven. Woot! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and as you all know, I had some real issues with Punisher the list. You had reservations, and, yeah. And I read Punisher eleven, and I awesome. effing loved it. Yeah. yeah. It was badass, dude. It was off the chain, son. It was so good. It was phenomenal. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like it's like Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. in, in Cannibal Run, but when Remender and Tony Moore get together, it's magic. It is no, magic. It, it's it's what it is, is that they were able to do their thing. They weren't they weren't hamstrung into tying it into stuff that shouldn't have anything to do with what's going on. It's just them having fun, and it worked, and it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, Vince, you must have had an orgasm reading that book. I mean, the Legion of Monsters, Morbius, Man-Thing, I mean... I'm on uh, my third copy already. 
Uh, can't, yeah, can't yeah, keep a clean copy. Uh-huh. But it was just fantastic. I mean, and Moore's art is just, that's exactly the, I mean, that is, that's the reason that I love Fear Agent. You know, he gets to draw wacky, crazy shit, and not only does he draw it, but he puts these little things in it that are awesome. Like, I mean, when they're, when they're showing, you know, when they're trying to appeal to Frank and Castle to be their defender, and they're panning around to the, the panorama of all the different monsters, and you got the little, little lobster crab monsters, and, the, and this little baby lobster, and the swaddle, swaddle baby lobster. I mean, that's hilarious. It's just those little touches he puts in there, you know, or, or, or Castle being, you know, turned into Frank He's got a holster with a six-shooter from, like, the 1800s. I mean, it's just those little visual touches that are just phenomenal, and you can just tell that that, that him and Remender are just totally on the same page. So for as much as I, I thought you overstated the significance of the list, I, however they got there, I, I, I think that this Frank and Castle thing is a winner. So It's, it's uh, a so. brand-new day for Frank Castle. Mm. Oh boy, it is. But but I had to, I just had to bring it up because I know I was giving you a lot of shit. And in yeah. fairness, in yeah. all fairness, I thought it was uh, fantastic. So um, did you notice the brain from Fear Agent in the one panel? No, yes. little brain creature. Yeah, he's in there. No, I didn't notice. Oh, oh there's, there's there's gonna they might as well just put a fucking Texas belt buckle on him. Yeah. Gonna be, yeah, I got a There's going to be a ton of of <laughs> those little Easter eggs in there. It's going to be great. Could Give be. him some alcohol. And a ray gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, Jason, are you ripping a DVD or something? No, you, why? You're breaking up. Yeah, you're breaking up. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. Hmm. Streaming prawn, that's what it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, before uh, Two girls one, of the, one of the other items. <laughs> that was, hey, moving on. Uh, <laughs> it was... <laughs> I also received... Uh, Showcase presents DC Comics presents uh, Superman Team Ups Volume One okay. because I love my Jose Luis Garcia Lopez art and I haven't read these many of these stories in a good long while. Um, wow, where'd you get that? DCBS? Yes. Cool. Uh, this was. Well, um, actually, I think whenever we say Ho- Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, we should have castanets by the computer. So whenever <laughs> you go like that, uh, and I'll talk about Atari or- Force, Cinder, and Ash, and the. Ooh. Um, oh, wow. I remember, I keep forgetting that the first issue of DC Comics Presents was this particular Superman and Flash team up. The first time I read this issue, it didn't say DC Comics Presents on the cover. The bullet was covered by a Whitman logo. Mm. You remember when Whitman used mm-hmm. to, uh, yeah. put out the, the DC samples? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is, uh, this is the first 20, 26 issues of DC Comics Presents. Nice. Wow. Anderson in here, Dick Dillon, uh, yeah, again with the Garcia Lopez, Joe Stanton. Um, First two issues are my favorite. The two Flash stories? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cover for the second is is the best, in my opinion, cover in the entire run. No kidding. Yeah. I love the cover to the second issue. It's oh, awesome. the alien with the net yeah. nerds? Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, the... We also received, uh, and I say we because they're for her, the, uh, the last month's issue of Gotham City Sirens and part four of Archie Marries one of his two girlfriends storyline. Yeah. Because uh, that, that changed. I know. Did you see the epilogue issue? Not yet. It's solicited in the previews. It's wacky what they're oh, doing no. with Archie. I'm going to see it in previews. Well, sorry. But anyway, it's it's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing. But it's pretty cool, though. It's the the old switcheroo. Yeah. Pissed and bent. Oh, I know. Married Veronica. I'm going to sell my comics. Just marry Veronica. It's like, ah, you're 
douche. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, I take my Archie very seriously. Fire. The fire tonight. It's, it's, it's people who just go to extremes. It's like, um, you know what? That's fine. You want to take a stand and, and that's what you want to take your stand on because you believe in it that much. But, it's, we all do that, though. It's, yeah. But it's it's out of your control. It's not like it, if you made the mistake by telling a story that shouldn't have been told, that's fine. You want to, I guess, make amends. But yeah. this isn't, you know, these are things you have no control over. These are other people you've never met telling the story of characters you don't own. I mean, you're invested in, but it's it's just it. It just it strikes me it's it, it's your money. Of course, you're going to spend it the way you want to. If you choose not to spend it on a particular character with a particular company, you know that's that's entirely up to you. But to get that mad because something you have no control over is going in a direction that you don't like—that's I just there there are the things that I'd rather focus on. Yeah, that's I think reactions I, reactions like that come with lack of age. The, okay, the stuff stuff like that is usually the uh, domain of the young because I can remember back in the day what the hell is this Cap's not Nomad Cap is Cap I'm not reading this anymore <laughs> you know? right. but now I'd be like yeah I know the it's going it's going to go it's going to go back you mean yeah. the finish is all cut up and chopped up the yeah is, oh shit um, and uh, that was pretty much it for uh, for the DCBS goodies um, the other package that was in the mail uh, not only included my 2009 Holiday gift card from none other than Mr. Pat Loika. Yep. Um, Love the three trades of the Pulse. No so kidding. I have, so, so we have we have those alias trades, thanks to Ford, and uh, and and now I can continue the story. Um, That's after awesome. After the first five trades and 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 read the Pulse, I guess. I mean, it it only lasted like fourteen issues, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, so, okay, so this, this, this is the complete run of the pulse right here. So thank you, uh-huh. Pat, for for everything. Today was, you know, it, it was a Wednesday. It it may not be new comic book day, but it was the comic book day around here. So I'm happy. Yeah, That's I got to awesome. thank Who Pat as well because uh, he sent me the Christmas card for this year featuring Cable. Yay! <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a great drawing, nice. and he he also sent me because I'm too cheap to buy it myself. <laughs> he he also sent me Cable eighty seven. Yeah. Wow. That is Pat is I awesome. Those, I saw those yeah. back and forth. So, so wow. Thank you. Yep. He's Pat's a guy. He's a good guy. He's he is. a very good guy. So now I'm two issues away from a complete run of cable. And wow. the other two I need are not any big doings. I just haven't bought them yet. Because <laughs> I've only bounded as for my <laughs> I've only bounded the first fifty. So once I get to the seventy five I need to get to two issues. But anyway, yeah. There let's, is a thread. For, not to you much. <laughs> there there a is a thread for the Pat Loika holiday cards. Yes, and there's also a binding thread on our forum. And yes. you know where you can get our forum? Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or 11oclockcomics.com. Please stop by. We would love to have you because we just have so much fun there every day. Making fun of David, calling Chris names. It's an awesome time. I'm used to it. <laughs> and... Let's bring this up now and get it over with. If you're doing this Google Wave thing, we're getting into that too. Cause oh yeah, we we spent a lot of time on it today, and and it yeah. was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was digging on it. We were sharing Huey Lewis videos with each other. Uh, it was awesome. Mm. It was Some of us thing. were sharing Huey Lewis Hit videos. Square. <laughs> no power of love. No power of love. Dark Brown. 
Chris just wanted me to embrace the power of love, and I wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> power of love. No, please don't. Can you feel it? So, which, you know, perfect, perfect uh, segue for us because I'm going to take us all the way back to 1986. Oh, oh shit! I, I know that, what's coming. That's a, that's about that's about the year of Back to the Future, right? 1985 ish, right? Sounds about right. Yeah, okay. I think. Uh, so. In ni- in 1986, and Jason and David and Vince are all right there with me because we remember life under the Comics Code Authority, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes, indeed. And, and you know, a lot of the a lot of the newer readers out there probably don't quite remember what those comics were like. And um, it, this is a time, you know, we all love those comics. I mean, it's what we had as as kids, but they were they were a lot different than what you find on the shelves today. Um, they weren't able to do as as much as as they are now, and I'm talking like Marvel and DC. Um, to to get it through the comics code, um, you'd really have to neuter a lot of a lot of comics, and they couldn't be um, real overt in their um, uh, you know sexually or violence or just anything really super over the top, and certainly not with language. Well, there was an amazing book that came out in 1986 called The Nam. And oh, I love it. Michael Golden. They have uh oh. they've just um yeah, Michael Golden and then the the writer was uh Doug Murray and mm-hmm. um they just released the first ten issues in a new collection. It's the NAM Volume One, and uh, I think it's been restored and kind of cleaned up a little bit, and uh, did just a fantastic job repackaging this. And I, mm-hmm. I sat down this weekend and read all ten issues, and and just remembered how awesome this series was, and what what kind of kept grabbing me as I was reading it is realizing that they did this under the code. And if you read uh, um, Larry Hama or Larry Hama, it's, is it Hama? Larry Hama? I would say um, Hama. Yeah, I think Larry, it's Hama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Larry Hama of G.I. Joe fame was the editor on the NAM. And, you know, obviously, G.I. Joe, you could imagine that he um, takes military books very seriously. Well, you read the introduction that he did in this, and you start to find out how seriously he he takes the genre of of military comics and how he was the guy that got Doug Murray to write it um who Doug Murray was a freelance writer and had done some comics work and I think was working in advertising but he was a Vietnam vet yeah. and when yeah. when when Larry Hama got the go ahead to put this project together he wanted to make sure that he had the right people in place to do this and do it well and he wasn't going to cut corners on it and he wasn't going to um he wasn't going to let the book be something that it shouldn't be and so he got Doug Murray who was a Vietnam vet and and he got Michael Golden um, to to do the art on it, and they were in the introduction. Uh, he says that uh, that he he went to Michael Golden with with the project idea and told him what they wanted. They wanted to make a realistic, as realistic as they could under the code Vietnam book and they were going to do it where each issue advanced the story a month it was going to happen in real time Mm -hmm. and and golden's response was that sounds fantastic good luck getting it past the suits 
and <laughs> and Jim Jim Shooter embraced the the book and and they pushed it through and it turned into um, at the time a really groundbreaking and amazing series from Marvel and it's been like 23 years uh, ago yeah and yeah. Man, it's and, so good, though. And the thing about it was it was tastefully done. Yeah. yeah. There was none of that Marvel hyperbole or sensationalism yeah. to it. It was it was almost too real because mm-hmm. when you're on a steady diet of superheroes dying every other month and coming back, the deaths in the NOM were real. These characters yeah. were not yeah. coming back. Yeah, and when, totally. and when, you, when you got to know them and then they went away, it was a palpable loss i mean mm-hmm. you're never going to see this character again he's he's gone and that's kind of approximated what well to a way lesser extent but kind of approximated what these characters in real life went through in mm-hmm. war i mean you lose your buddy he's gone it yeah. um the not the nom the the first year it came out um it won um uh it won an award um from uh, the Bravo organization, it's a Vietnam Vet Group, mm-hmm. as uh, um, uh, best media portrayal of the Vietnam War, and it mm-hmm. beat out Platoon. Yeah. 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 Hey, Vince, David, Wood, and Chris, and the listeners at home. It's, uh, it's Matt. Once again, sat in the car, Saturday, somebody's late, it's raining waiting to show them around someone's house uh, and probably going to ruin their carpets as well because it's pissing down with rain and I have muddy feet and the carpets are white. What a good idea. Anyway, I'm, I'm a bit pissed off. I'm calling with a rant. This is my way of venting. It's an eBay rant, okay? It's comics related. I've been trying to kind of recycle my books um, and pick up some nicer books. I pick up the omnibuses. So I've sold a load of trades and a load of um, single issues and managed to use that money and get an uncanny omnibus recently from my very good comic shop, The Place in Space. And, um, and I've been able to pick up the two definitive uh, volumes of Towers as well um, by doing that as well. And I've been selling for, for just ages, for years on eBay. Um, and I, I think I've got up to like 550 positive feedback, okay? So, one of the trades I sold was um, a birth of, um, origin of Venom trade. Quite a fat trade. Got all the um, McFarlane stuff going back to the Secret Wars issue with the black suit going all the way through to, you know, the inevitable um, McFarlane stuff and the web of Spidey um, and all that stuff. And I've read that and uh, it served a purpose. I probably won't read that again, so it's fine. I was going to sell that. So I sold it. I sold that to Warhammer 501 on the 9th of November. I um, left positive feedback for her, is a woman, on the 10th and said, thank you for the yummy money you paid. And on the feedback I put, paid faster than The Flash. I thought that was quite cool, you know, being a comic book fan. And then, as far as I was concerned, I took a load of stuff to the post office and posted them out, and there you go. Didn't hear any more about it. On the 15th of November, I got a message from Warhammer 501. Hello, I, ha- I am yet to receive my book. I know there has been a postal strike. However, I think this is well overdue, and I shall be raising a claim. Five fucking days. All right. F- you know, uh, six days. On the 15th, she is spouting about a claim. So I respond back and I um, and say, I think it's a little bit strong 
to be talking about acclaim at this stage since uh, we're coming off the back of a UK postal strike. And it's only five days since you've paid for your item. Um, I'll have a look through all of my stuff. Just make sure I did mail it out to you because I sent a lot of packages and I'll get right back to you. Went home. Lo and behold, I did not send her the book. Got straight, straight onto the interwebs. Sent her a message. Apologies. Um, you're absolutely right. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. And I have sent this out first class to you today. Uh, my mistake. Um, job done. Apologies. Love and kisses. Me. On the 18th, so three days later, it has arrived with her, and she sends me a message saying, thank you so much for the book. My son is going to really enjoy it, which made me feel quite old. And I thought, fantastic, job done. Today, which is the 21st, I look at my feedback, and not realizing it, on the 15th of November, she left me negative feedback saying, item not received. On the very day that she messaged me for the first time, just five fucking days after she paid for the book and didn't give me a chance to resolve it. So I've just sent her a very strong email to, to tell her how seriously I take my feedback on eBay. And I think it's disgraceful. And, and in talking about this, I can see how trivial it is. So this message has served a purpose. However, Warhammer 501, fuck you! Okay? Fuck you and your 12 feedback. And fuck you for ruining my 100%. Alright? I've got my Uncanny Omnibus. I've got my Powers Definitive Editions. You have helped me to get those. However, being anal, fuck you! That's it, really. So I sent her a message. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel very juvenile now, so I apologise if I've offended anyone. And the majority of you probably fast-forwarded this anyway. Um, so, for the few remaining, uh, peace, love, prosperity, and enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, bye. It's 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 awesome to hear you bring this up, Chris. You know, the nom for me was the first time um, as a comic reader that comics actually had an impact on my personal life outside of of just um. you know reading them. For uh, my stepfather was uh, was a Vietnam vet and. Um, and it was actually through through all of my childhood was actually an active drill instructor, and um, and he was he was you know we I mean we had a pretty good relationship but we never you know I had a great I have and still do have a great relationship with my actual father as well so you know there's always that like if you come from a divorced family there's always a thing if you're a kid you know it's he was never my father if it were you know and he um, but um, but uh, his name's Harry he he um, he never wanted to talk about his Vietnam experiences, you know, and uh, it was just one of those things you just kind of came to understand that it was a, it was something that he went through and he had a purple heart. Um, but, uh, you know, he just, he, he didn't want to talk about it. And then I started reading, when the NAM came out, I, I picked it up out of curiosity, not knowing much about the Vietnam War at the time, and read it, and... Uh, and my my stepfather, who I lived with, uh, saw the, the the comic sitting on my stack and, and asked me about it. And so I gave him the issues, the first few issues, um, you know, not knowing what he would expect of them. And he read them. And then, like, it, it was like a few weeks, and I, I he never said anything about it. And then he walked into my, my you know, my room, and, and he handed them back to me. And he was blown away at the book and told me how, you know, he had always thought the comics were for kids and silly and, and, and just an escape. And, and he was shocked at how uh, realistic and, and real the portrayal was and um it actually got him 
talking about his experiences in Vietnam um, for the first time ever in, in, in my lifetime, you know, that I knew him. And he, he was he was my stepfather from the time I was two. So, I mean, he uh, it was pretty fast. I mean, so I guess I always, I've always had a huge fondness for that series because my thing was if, if, if someone who actually went through it could have read that story and it was realistic enough that he appreciated it, then it had to have been uh, a worthwhile endeavor. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they're putting that back out there because uh, oh, yeah. that, that's a great series. It, it, it's it's a book that needs to stay in print, you know. It's, yeah. it's you know, especially now. It's you know, it's whenever we were growing up, you know, the Vietnam War was something that was you know in in reach for us. I mean, I I was born at the very tail end of the Vietnam War, so I mean, it's something that was you know, oh, you know, my dad. I talked to my dad, and you know, he grew up in that era. He didn't he didn't serve. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly even here's something stateside that, that totally affected, you know, his life. And, you know, it's now that we're, you know, 20, 25 years removed from even this comic that was, you know, 15 years removed from the war almost. I mean, it's, I think it's kind of important that it, that it stays in print. And, um, you know, it's, uh, another thing is, um, it, uh, we talk about Michael Golden, and I don't know if a lot of younger readers realize how awesome Michael Golden was <laughs> yeah. a, a, as an artist. I mean, he hasn't been really prolific in his career. He's kind of come back and done some things lately. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a time, and, and I think this is this is probably the book that you, you go back and you read and you realize why Michael Golden is kind of an artist artist. He's one of those guys mm-hmm. that a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of artists say, yeah, Michael Golden is an artist that inspired me, and yeah. the Nam I think is, is is kind of a quintessential work of his. And so I think you need to uh, you know look at that and and say, wow, this is this is an artist artist best known work, and, and sure, it's a, it's a stamp brand. Yeah, best, I, I, best, I, no, best known work, right? I think yeah. that uh, the Nam cemented Michael. Um, his his work with me, but it was Micronauts that made me I just sit yeah, back yeah, and yeah, say, yeah, "Holy shit! Look at this guy!" And there's yeah. and, and there's Micronauts, and and there's the Nam as far as as monthly ongoing work. But that's that's pretty much what I mostly the two series I remember him doing month in month out. I mean, I know he's on covers and, and Marvel but premiere. He would or he no would Marvel do, fanfare, right? And right, and, fanfare. and I mean, and recently, I mean, he, he um. His style's changed a little bit. He did uh, he did a cover to like the Hulk team up with Hulk and the X Men. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and it it didn't really look like him, but I was so happy to see it. But even going He's back, been doing like, covers for a through, while. He did yeah. Exiles too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. But I'll I'll like go through my, my my cabinets and I'll like pull out an annual or or Marvel t- just something that it's it's like a hidden tre- it's it's like a treasure because it's like well who did the artist oh crap it's Michael Goldman it's a one suicide run it could have been an inventory story or anything mm-hmm. but yeah I mean, so it's yeah. it's always great to see Golden's artwork and he's, and I know- he's his generation's Art Adams. Interesting. Li- okay. li- li- little okay. bit of work. Yeah. A lot of a lot of covers. Yes. And, and, and huge yeah. impact. Okay. 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anybody yeah. who's ever said, "Oh, that's that's bad." Michael Golden. It's like it's. Right. It's not, right. Like, it's, I mean, you could you could pick. A, it's like you know you can. Kurt Swan's always going to be the same. But I mean, you know, like well, <sighs> and 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 just because we talked about him recently with 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 uh, with, with David, <laughs> and I know. We were talking about him with, with Gabriel, brought up Burn and how, you know, he, he works best with an anchor. It's like, yeah, I, when Burn didn't have an anchor, 
when he was doing Fantastic Four. That was beautiful. But then, you know, you get to Wonder Woman or even before that with Next Men. And it's like, you know, it's still good burn, but it's not the best burn I've seen. So, but I've, I've yet to hear any, ever hear anybody say, yeah, I've, I've seen Golden do better. Or, That's not his best. Or I mm-hmm. just, I, I've never heard it. And I don't think I ever would. And it, it's, I, I love Golden. I, I tend oh. to associate him with, uh, with tech, like whether it's covers for ROM or Micronauts, it's like things are either yeah. shiny or, or or robotic or metallic, and that's that's and what those I little see. those little round gas energy vents that he used to put on yes. things. Everything had those Everything. little round, the little round oh, protrusions. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and and I know I didn't I didn't stick with the nom. I think I I read it for at least the first year, probably the first year or two. Um, I I, I believe Russ Heath done an issue or two. I mean, I I know that it, really? he, I know Golden didn't didn't stick with it throughout and and um and it what i liked about it was that it was a real life story and it wasn't it wasn't under the epic imprint or they didn't create some sort of other imprint it was still it was a i don't want to call it a marvel universe title even though it eventually became one years later yeah uh it it uh it was, you know, it was on the same spinner rack right next to Spider-Man or the Incredible yeah. Hulk or Captain America. And it didn't, you know, it said Marvel Comics on the cover. It didn't say, you know, any sort of imprint, any other sort of, of, of line from Marvel. It was just, it was a Marvel Comics root comic. And it was, it was great. It was its own thing. And, and it just, it felt different as it should have. And it looked different and it read different. And, and it was, it, I mean, even, even if it, it it really did like like Jason said with the impact and 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 how it's 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 uh it hits home to him and and it it really does even even though I don't have the same association that Jason has to it it's still a heavy book and 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 I don't want to get into the whole how and they it was, tied it into but mm-hmm. it was so popular at the time that it instigated a sister series of sorts do you know what that is oh I don't actually Semperfy yes. Oh, yeah. it, it it didn't come out of yeah. of the nom, but right. because oh, but the it, the war genre was spiking okay. for Marvel, they did Semper Fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not as good as the nom, but it was good. I, was it a I miniseries it was, or a series? You know, David, I think it was it was supposed to be monthly, but I, I don't recall it. I, I do think it wasn't always. Chris, on does time. it does it have the covers inside that that tray? Yes, does it yes, it's got a it's got an like, awesome cover cover gallery. Um, it does not have the dates on them. Oh wait, no, no, it does. Does yes, yes, it does. <laughs> hey, uh, um, well, the, a lot of them are, are are the trade paperback covers. So okay. Before uh, uh, we move, no, I just before we move on, I just want to say since because we're talking about this, it, it uh, if we're talking about Vietnam books, another book that people might want to check out um, if it's a subject of interest to them. Uh, Jason Aaron, his first published comic work uh, was a was an yes. OGN called The Other Side, and it was drawn by the incomparable Cam Stewart, who is now doing Batman and Robin, and uh, that's the first time that I was exposed to Jason Aaron on a recommendation, actually, of David D., um, and and it's a fantastic book, and it's, um, it's, it's one of those, you know, we were praising a few months ago the uh, awesomeness of the G.I. Joe Cobra one-shot and the symmetry. Um, in a lot of ways, the other side OGN is 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 uh, is kind of in a similar fashion that it's uh, it's it's a look at the uh, story of one uh, American soldier in Vietnam uh, and one uh, Vietnamese soldier in Vietnam and and the parallels that they go through from the start of of the conflict to the end uh, of their of their end of the conflict. So it's 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 a really fa- fantastic book and and obviously Jason Aaron at this point I think is. <laughs> 
well regarded by most as being a fantastic, you know, newish writer. But but this book was, I think, really what put him on the map uh, to get the work that he's got now at Marvel, and it's uh, it's a really really terrific book. And, and Cam Stewart just does t- a terrific job uh, with the, with the uh, with the art. So um, it's definitely I worth think, checking. I, out. I think it was on uh, on Around Comics that we interviewed a, a young Jason Aaron <laughs> as he was just releasing the other side. And, oh, I, and, I didn't listen to AC back then. So. Man, we, we 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 sniffed out the talent back in the, back in the early yeah. days of AC. Yeah. Man, we 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 talked to uh, this you guy, good Gabe Hardman on good Gabe Hardman on when he was still doing storyboards. Yeah, yeah, we talked to another guy that uh, that was releasing an OGN called the Five Fists of Science, and. Uh-huh. Uh, was then going to be working on a on a series called Casanova, and, uh, and then Jason Aaron, uh, whenever he was doing the other side. So yeah, you can go back and listen to that Jason Aaron, that first Jason Aaron interview that we did. They, it talks a lot about uh, Cameron Stewart um, uh, had actually taken a, an extended, um, not I don't want to call it vacation. I guess his vacation research trip went to Vietnam for like several months to to research that stuff, and uh, and he talks about how the Nam was a big influence on uh on on him and the other side and um i is it is it jason aaron's i want to say it's his uncle and i'm probably wrong um but i think it's his uncle is the guy that wrote the novel that full metal jacket was based on wow um so yeah and if you oh Oh, darn it okay so the the um I, I know I mentioned Russ Heath, but you also, I remember John Severn doing art for the NOM. Sam Glansman, who I remember from other war stories. Um, and I think after Golden left, after maybe a year or and a half or two, um, and, um, uh, I haven't seen of, of, of the artist since then really, um, Wayne Van Sant, who I, I had no idea yep. what he was doing before that, and 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 I and I think he even early on in the run, in the he first did the year, he, he, he did, did the, half he, or, Yep, no, he did the first fill-in issue, the first the first and last page of the issue were done by Michael Golden, okay. but it was it was kind of a flashback story um, about. Um, um, about about a North Vietnamese or a, or a VC that had uh, that had switched sides, and uh, and was um, oh gosh he was a, a scout and I forget what they what they call him but uh, yeah Van Zant did did that fill in issue and it, it's fantastic I mean it's, it's just one of those guys it's like wow why didn't I why have I never heard of this guy yeah since then so I I, I may be I I may be wrong with 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 the Russie thing I'm I'm. Just going back and, and thinking about. Well, if Russ Heath did stuff in the Nam, I'm going to have to track that down because yeah, I, I know. I mean, Dermotrimpy, of course. It, it most of it was 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 Van Sant, and and uh, and actually, um, there's even uh, there are issues written by Chuck Dixon. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it's it's uh, and, and as the series, I guess, went on, you had um, some. A lot of times, they had covers not done by the interior artist. And and uh, there's I, I know Inker John Beatty has done covers. Um, Jim Lee has done a cover. You had uh, a Hubert brother do at least one cover. So yeah, so it's it was just you know so you have you have one of the Hubert sons doing a cover for the Nam and, and or the Nam and and, uh, and 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 Dad Joe makes a living doing Sergeant Rock and, and yeah. it's 
but uh, I, uh, I, I will say that there's there's one standout issue in this in this first uh, in the first ten, and it's uh, uh, called In the Underground, and it's about uh, a tunnel rat, a guy who who goes into the into the uh, the tunnel systems to to root out the the VC, and it is it is creepy disturbing the the entire story of of what these guys had to had to do to 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 go into these tunnels and and root these guys out and what the life expectancy of these guys was like three weeks i mean it's it's just horrifying stuff but awesome uh how am i doing you're good good. i just wanted to say if you are in the uh Vietnam War comic uh mood make sure you check out Don Lomax's uh Vietnam Journal cuz that's a great book too. Well he he wrote it yeah I don't know if you get, he wrote he wrote a bunch of the Nam as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh I want to stay in 1985 for a little bit. Wow. Good, yeah, too. just for Good. a second. Wow. 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 <laughs> because uh, let me I, get my uh, wigwams and my uh, vans out. I, I was looking for something to uh include in the Secret Wars volume that I was putting together. And I came across a little book that I had completely forgotten about. And uh, listen to the uh, creative team on this book. Uh, just try and conceive getting all these people together. Yeah, okay. Some of the writers on this project. Stan Lee, Wheezy Simonson, Ed Bryant, Stephen King. Yep, <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King. Bill Mantlo, Alan Moore, some guy we, we hardly ever hear about. Anne Nasenny, Harlan Ellison. Claremont, Joe Duffy, Mike Barron of Nexus fame, Denny O'Neill, Mr. Question, George Martin, who I'm, I don't think it's the Beatles dude, uh, Bruce Jones, Steve Englehart, Jimmy Shooter, Mike Grell, and Archie Goodwin wrote chapters, pages, sequences in this book. Listen to the Penciler Inker teams. Yes. John Romita Jr., inked by Al Gordon, John Basima by Klaus Jansen, Brent Anderson, inked by Joe Sinnott, John Byrne and Terry Austin. Brent Anderson and Dan Green, Bernie Wrightson and Jeff Jones, good God, Charles Vess and Jay Muth, Richard Corbin, inked by himself, Mike Kaluta, inked by Milgram, Miller and Sinkevich, Brian Boland, and this is the one that just completely curled my toes back in the day, Brian Boland, inked by Pig Craig Russell, oh my God, <laughs> uh, we have Steve Rude, inked by Carl Potts, Brett Blevins by Williamson, Herb Trimpey and Sal Basima, Gray Morrow inks himself. Okay. Pa- Paul Gulacy or Gulacy inked by Bob Paul Layton. Uh, Alan Weiss and Joe Rubenstein, Jackson Juice and Steve Lealoha, and Howard Chaikin, embellished by Walt Simonson. Oh wow! Do you know what book I'm talking about? I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's the X-Men's Heroes for Hope. It's a benefit project that came out in 1985, instigated by. Do you know? Who who was the driving force behind this? Oh crap! Um, Bernie Wrightson. Really? Really? Yeah, Wrightson. Wrightson it's proposed. In the cover. The yeah, back cover? it's in the yeah. back cover. Wrightson proposed it to his buddy Jim Starlin, who who in turn slid it past Jim Shooter's desk, and Shooter said, "Yeah, it sounds great, but you have to get all the artists and the creative people and the writers to donate their time and donate their work." Mm-hmm. So right. one, once they did, they uh, Anna Senny gathered up all the writers and got Stephen King. Oh my God! And uh, Starlin and uh, uh, Bernie uh, gathered together the creative team, and there you go. It's a 48-page benefit book by Marvel uh, featuring, at, uh, at the time, their most popular characters, the X-Men. 
It's mm-hmm. the Mohawk Storm and the the, good uh, one. the <laughs> there is no good storm and oh, and the oh, uh, the green and the green and black with the belt that does nothing uh, rogue and Rachel's in it. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's Shadow Cat. Yes, it, it's basically a uh, psychic attack on the X Men by this foe that preys upon their insecurities. Uh, Wolverine's bestial nature and uh, uh, Nightcrawler's uh, conflict with his religion and his physical appearance—you know, stuff like that. So it preys on their on their their self doubts. <laughs> what's the cover price on that on that gargantuan forty-eight page? A dollar fifty. All all proceeds from this comic book are being donated to the famine relief and recovery in Africa. The front cover was done by Arthur Adams. It's a classic. It is. The the back cover by Jim Starlin. Uh, This is also when Magneto was uh, in the X-Men and felt mm-hmm. the nece- yeah. it necessary to wear a big freaking M on his chest. Yeah, just so you knew. Yeah, right. yeah. Yep. yeah, just the so you knew. Big purple, purple, purple with, the with the white yeah. M. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a great book. I mean, a lot of it is stalling for time to get to the, the inevitable conclusion where, you know, the necessary uh, evil of establishing the characters takes precedence over, let's help these people out in Africa by donating our time and money. But uh, I tell you, the, the standout section... It's probably no surprise is the Alan Moore section drawn by uh, Mr. Corbin. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. Um, and the Wrights and, and uh, Stephen King section is really good, too. I mean, it's all good, but those are the two standouts. The the, the Stephen King section is really creepy. Kitty's uh, under the impression that she's starving and her body's, her body's withering away and then death comes and offers her a plate of food. And then the, the the food turns to maggots as she's physically withering away, and she doesn't even have the strength to eat it. And it kind of approximates what was going on in in Africa. It probably still is, um, you know, just to get the readers to associate with the plight these people uh, are going through. But it's an amazing, just an amazing yeah. book. And and it, and it uh, I I pulled it out of the box and I said, oh, I'm going to read this. And I'm so glad I did because it, yeah. it's as the, the impact is is every bit as as uh, powerful. I wonder as how many the of those they sold because I can't. Jason, do you have a copy? I do. I have three. I I I, I can't imagine anyone that was buying comics in 1985 that doesn't have a copy of that mm-hmm. in some box somewhere. I had that, and I had the Mother Teresa one shot comic and the DC <laughs> one, the, the Heroes for Hunger, with, yeah, with the, the, the awesome Neil Adams cover. I used to uh, mangle the titles. It used to be Heroes Against Hope and Heroes for Hunger. But, uh, but I hate I, those I, heroes. <laughs> They're not heroes at all. Uh, he, uh, it, what was cool about the... the I, I remember I, I would read them back to back, and, and, and it was neat to see. I mean, the, the huge standout was uh, was seeing who worked on both. And, and you know, Byrne and Austin worked on both but the one that really stood out because his artwork really can never be hidden is gray morrow's oh yeah i love and, gray morrow and his his batman always slays me because you can see his eyes his mask his cowl always looks loose mm-hmm. and and so i just i knew you know gray morrow worked on both like i said i, I burn in austin um the same thing. He, Morrow did the same thing with Wolverine. You could see his eyes yeah. in the mask. Yeah, it's just he 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 drew it so that you'd really believe some schlub is wearing this outfit in, mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, broad daylight, doing these work, doing these things. But uh, do you um, remember Brett Blevins's pages where the uh, the X Men get off the plane and they're trudging through the desert and they have um, 
desert wear on, like turbans and stuff, and Wolverine. The, he just has like he looks like he has a sheet over his head because he's got the two points where his hair uh-huh. thing. It's so stupid, but it's funny. The the I I liked. You know, it was cool that it was it, it was the X Men. It it I don't I mean I'm not gonna say that ooh it, it works or it fits. I mean you have Storm, you know, she should be able to make rain and, and help things out. Yeah. You know? I mean it's it's she's it's, it's, ineffectual it's, as usual. <laughs> oh damn, she was begging for hate mail. But the D C one it's like God is make it rain. Uh oh, you can't do it. <laughs> the D C one is Superman, Batman and, and, and here's like the D C's version of, of the Almighty and, and he even he can't help Yeah. Help these people, and 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 Luthor was was that was he the big bad in the DC one, or, or was he just the 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 main instigator? Or was he was he basically just trying to show Superman, listen, you you can't do everything? Yeah, I think I don't think he was an instigator per se, because it was a benefit book. I think he came to the realization, like, yeah, this is something we should really do uh, towards the end, if I remember correctly. But I I, mean, I I remember the covers of both. I I, I said I, I had them both. I, I they were. It, I mean, the words just seems to have no meaning when I say it, it, it was a great idea. It was a worthwhile cause. It just, it, I, you know, it, I, I, I hope it helped. I, I just, I was there when it came out and, and I, and I would love to see something like that still go on. And, and I mean, I know, I know they do do benefits, but. How swift is Alan Moore that uh, you're doing a benefit book for hunger? And in order to establish your bad guys as truly bad guys, he has the blob. Amidst all these starving people eating a hamburger, yeah, yeah, and he's like all fat and bloated, and then um, wouldn't you know it, Hitler comes to to greet uh, Magneto and says, yeah. "Hey, my boy, you're doing good. You're doing good. Clear these people out." It's like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it's obviously. I mean, you had more. You had King. The the, the Marvel one was was dark. It was, it yeah. was heavy. It's yeah. not, but it still it continued the. Book. It's, it's not supposed. To, it still continued the plot threads in the in the X Men comics yes. though, because like Rachel was still the Hound or trying to escape that that past. So yeah, it was in. It I was plugged her in. As the Hound, dude. Oh yeah, with that leather and the spikes. <laughs> uh-huh. She was and always. Face and face the thing about it was, she was always on fours, like a woman should be. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. So I could get in where I fit in. That's right. But anyway, yeah, Heroes for uh, Hope. It was just a really good book, and I'm th- yeah. I'm sure you can pick it up for like a quarter now. It, it'll be the best quarter you've ever spent. Get it. What's up, 11 o'clock comics? This is Whitehead Customs from the forums. Just wanted to say I'm very pleased with your latest episode. Just glad just to have four guys there. No guests. It's the best episode in like the last five. Uh, just listened to it. Like I said I'm very pleased with it. I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I know I had a great one. Thankful for all my comic book buddies that I've made on the forums and thankful for all the comic books that I've read and all the creators and just everything. I'm just thankful for everything. A couple things I wanted to add about the episode. Uh, the Marvel Essentials, I don't really know what's going on with those. I, I called in a couple weeks back and I won 66 volumes of Marvel Essentials on eBay for like $125. Uh, and they, I'm selling them out of my eBay store for like five, six bucks a copy. And, you know, they barely sell at that price. And the one that y'all are saying, Thor Volume 1, uh, you can get that on eBay for like nine bucks with free shipping. So, I mean, it's, I don't understand why Amazon would ask that kind of price for it. 
really don't know what else to say. Jason, please accept my friend request on Facebook. Uh, I got everybody else except Vince. And that was some weird shit you were talking about tonight, Vince, for like 20 minutes. That was that was intense. I was with you, brother, and I'll, I'll try it. But that, that's some weird stuff, all that incest and getting tied together with entrails, and I just didn't get it. But I was very thankful for uh, everything. Here's to 100 episodes of Marvel Noise. Can't wait to get to 100 of 11 o'clock comics. I love all you guys, and uh, I'll call you back next week. Peace. I'm, I'm off by a couple months. It's not 1985 I want to stay in. Okay. It's, uh, it's actually 1986. So oh, I, you bastard. You're uh, I, I am. Mm-hmm. I am because it's time for a fanzine flashback. Oh! It's it's also time to spike the meters. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Uh, it's okay. I, I started this last night by posting the uh the letters pages for Amazing Heroes number uh-huh. ninety eight, July first, nineteen eighty six. They're in the fanzine flashback thread. Uh the letters consist of people taking sides. I don't though why you would take sides to really just be one side that you should be on. Taking sides between Marvel and Kirby as to whether or not his art should be returned. Never take um, sides in that battle. Ooh, no. no. It's, it's uh, so far beyond just, the realm. Of- there's, there's one guy who's just completely misinformed, and he says, oh, well, it's, it's Marvel's property, and if they want to reprint it, they should have the availability to reprint it. And, and, and Kirby was a big boy when he was working. For, and it's just like, I'm going to stop reading this because you're making me dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was... Um, <laughs> There's, there's, uh, you know, so aside from those letters, there's a guy who, who's upset that Walt Simonson is now drawing X Factor. Um, he figures that's a waste of the man's talent. Even having Walt Simonson draw the book will not get him to buy it. Now you have Sal Bushima drawing Thor, and he doesn't understand why that would take place. It's like, why, why you have, um, he must be from New Jersey. It's it's bad enough, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's enough. What in the fuck is that all about? <laughs> Fifty states, and you pick my state to fuck with? That's fucked up. That's why I did it, dude. If I could get a rise out of you if I say oh, Rhode Island. Know, much funnier if you had said I didn't know Daryl was that old. Come on. Oh no, I see. I, that could lead to physical violence against myself. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> Not oh, going there. Let's He's already going to fuck up my X Factor book up. <laughs> <laughs> Physical violence, as if there's any other kind. But anyway, Selma's fucking my book up. Now, now, David, what else do you have? You, because I'm getting that warm and fuzzy feeling. I know there's more. There is more. There is. Uh, well, the, the the cover story is a, is a Jim Starlin exclusive interview, which he uh, he's asked a few questions like, why did you? Um, why did you leave Marvel? Why did you take Dreadstar to First Comics and and leave Epic? Oh. Uh, he says uh, because I can't work with Marvel anymore. I've had a lot of trouble getting paid. Wow! Anywhere near Jeez. on time. Uh, sometimes I've had to wait as long as three to four months on checks. Wow! Well, he obviously uh, didn't learn from his mistakes then. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Well, he says first has been on time. He's getting a check every week. Um, they 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 talk about uh, the the time he spent at Marvel because he he was of course at Marvel um, following Gil Kane um, 
he, he worked on Captain Marvel. He worked on Warlock. He um he he left and then worked at Warren. He came back, co-created Shang Chi. Yep. Um, made Warlock the character he was. Yep, the yep. paranoid suicidal. Um, well, the suicidal paranoid. He he uh, <laughs> he came back to do the death of Captain Marvel, which of course was was also cathartic. Huge, it was huge. Uh, he uh, and then it, they, you know, then he creates Dreadstar, of course, the Metamorphosis Odyssey, first taking place in, in Epic Illustrated, and then becoming the first comic in the Epic line. Um, and and he talks about how great it was to work with Joe Duffy and Archie Goodwin at Epic. You know, he doesn't cool. have any problems really working with anybody um, at Epic who, when he was there. It's it's just mostly bookkeeping. It's it's it's. So you finding. put this this entire thing up on our forum. I didn't put this interview on the forum. I put the letters oh, page on our forum. I will. Okay. I'll. 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 You know, if, if if you want to see this interview, I'll I'll gladly scan it in. Um, they. Uh, I think he, the people would want to see that interview. Oh, I know Matt Kramer would if he hasn't yeah. read it already. Um, although the the photo of of Jim does not look like the the deranged Oz inmate that we see at at conventions these days, <laughs> um, and I'm kind of scared to say that because he does live in my state, so there he, you go. he could find me. Physical uh, violence again. There you go. Yeah. He, um, yeah, they he, he talks about creating Thanos and, and Eros and and uh, and how when he created or why did he leave? Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu with Steve Englehart. Um, There's a lot of people that say Thanos was just his answer to, to uh, Dark Side. And, and that's kind of how I see it. Because like, in my yeah, mind, we, I mean, Doom, is, Doom is the number one villain in the Marvel Universe. And yeah. Thanos was always my interpretation of Marvel's Dark Side. Uh-huh. Uh, this says um, he characters that embodied... Psychological concept, Eros and Thanos, derived from Thanatos, the death urge. Um, You know, the fascination with death. So it's not like it was, I don't know if, I. yeah, this is basically, this came from his mind. It's not like, I don't think anybody came to him or he says, we need to have an answer for dark side. Right. No, but I mean, you can't escape those little... Oh, absolutely. The impact of Kirby's Kirby's character kind of probably wormed its way into his... they do, I guess, operate in very similar ways. I mean, Dark, well, Dark Side is a, a monarch and, and does his thing, but I mean, he's not a nice guy. And Thanos is just after one thing. He just you know, he wants to be with that. And it's, and, and he's another one who's not a nice guy. So they, they, there are definite similarities and, and. Near gods. Yeah. Yeah. Both, yeah. I mean, and, and even if they don't facially look identical, I mean, their stature is kind of the same. They're, they're stocky, broad shouldered. Individuals. It's not like one looks like the leader and and one looks like Gizmo from the Teen Titans. It's yeah. it's. I, I'm I'm a little fuzzy on a lot of the small details with with these characters we love. Had it, did it ever, ever been established that Thanos is part Skrull? No, I don't. No, no. But the, but yeah, he does have the yeah, the the bumpy chin. Got the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That that'd be a cool thing to explore. Isn't he related to Mentor? Isn't he related to? Well, uh, yeah, isn't he a uh, a Uranian? Um, uh, Eternal. Okay, but I I just thought cosmetically he does resemble a scroll a lot. I mean, not not in terms of color, but oh, definitely he's got that that yeah, that but the chin like, that yeah, that that'd uh, be really cool to see. Maybe he has a scroll in his lineage somewhere. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Can we talk about Doctor Doom for a second? Absolutely. You want to do that? There's always time for a little Doom. Okay, yeah, we can definitely bounce back. There's no problem. Now, now I was reluctant 
to get into Mark uh, Miller's Fantastic Four. Oh. Yeah. And I, I, I like I said well, a couple episodes back, I did enjoy the New Earth storyline. I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. cool, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came upon the issues after that at Wild Pig and here and there. And I got to say, for a guy that gets a job writing the uh, Fantastic Four to not understand its arch nemesis, that just baffles me. It, it boggles my mind how Mark Miller can write Fantastic Four and completely not get Doctor Doom. And I'm talking well, about the, the Master of Doom storyline. Let's, let's be fair. Mark Miller only wrote Doom, uh, only wrote Fantastic Four for 12 issues, probably. But, he's, for, but he still got the job. I would think that would be a requirement to walking into the door is being well, at least remotely familiar with the characters. I don't think when you're Mark Miller and you say, I want to take over Fantastic yeah, Four, yeah, the, ed- the editors he, grill you on the uh, Ohatmu entries of all yeah, the characters he, you might write about. He, you, you've read it, David. Have you read so, it? You're, you're asking me if I read Chris, did you uh, sample this Mark Millar uh, Doctor Doom storyline? I haven't read any of the the Miller run okay. on FF except for the first issue. I, I think I think you're uh, except for the New Earth stuff. I think you're better off for it. Yeah. Um, it well, did, no, no, no. That also that that uh, one I talked about the the two two parter uh, little Christmas uh, thing in Scotland with Reed's brother. That was terrific too. I thought. But, Are you uh, serious? I thought that was horrible. Oh, I wow. loved it. <laughs> it, it. It was like a bad Outer Limits Zero episode. Not even no, the original Outer Limits. It was. Oh, it. Well, okay. it was the best two issues uh, that he did of the of the twelve actually. Uh, okay, uh, be that as it may. Uh, no, I just can't. I can't. I can't conceive. I can't conceive you you liking those issues. They were fluff. It was. It was just a waste a, of time. No, it was a Christmas story that was, and it was for a guy who loves. It was a total. It was a total homage to Cthulhu. It was great. I thought it was terrific. You know what was a great Doom story? I don't know if anybody read it. It was uh, my dinner with Doom. It was uh, apparently Reed. And and old Vic sit down once a year and, and have dinner, and it was written by McDuffie. Mm. That's right. Kind of like what uh, Gaiman did with uh, Shakespeare and, and Morpheus. Okay, um, I didn't read that, but okay. Yeah, all right. But, but uh, so back to your point yeah, about the Doom story. Yeah. Okay, it, it, Miller retcons Doom's history to include a mentor, mm-hmm. the, the Marquis of Death, who supposedly taught Doom everything he knows, about being a badass, and he's this cosmic entity that just goes around destroying planets for the for the hell of it. He he's a, uh, powerful enough to obliterate a sun. That's how badass this character is. And I can understand Miller going into it saying, "You know what? I'm going to show you just how badass Doom is by making him learn everything he he's ever known about being a a despicable." Uh, evil entity from this dude but in my opinion it, it lessened doom it, it it lessened the impact of the character because we it, my perception of doom is he was created from two things the love of his mother and the eventual mishandling of of her by people and entities and reed richards you need to know nothing else about dr doom he's incredibly envious of reed's one-upmanship on him, and Reed doesn't even try to, to one-up him. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just being Reed. But but uh, Doom is incredibly vain and and uh, jealous of Reed, thinking that there's someone out there with a bigger brain than than he has. That's all you need to know about Doom. But now Miller walks in and says, you know what? This cosmic entity trained Doom to be a badass, and eventually got so um, soured on him that he fed him to a megalodon shark. Okay, and Doom clawed his way back and eventually 
one-upped, but it's it's ridiculous. It's retarded. It, it's an unnecessary story that just cheapens Doctor Doom. It really does, because first of all, Doom would be beholden to no man, no one. Yeah, and and you could argue and say, yeah, maybe Doom was just biding his time, learning all this information to use it to to chump Reed. I don't think so. To to be a slave to a, to a, a a master, that's not Doom. That's someone else. Did, did you get that impression too? Yeah, I, I I mean we we chatted a little bit about this on Twitter. I I thought uh, that was a pretty weak arc for Miller to go out on. Um, it didn't do much for me. And actually, what um, it, you may not realize this, Vince, but but you're you're keeping it in 1985 uh, as well because yeah, I know. Uh, the Doom's mentor is actually the connection between 1985, which I talked about a few weeks ago, and and Fantastic Four is that his mentor is in fact uh, the uh, the reason behind 1985, the story where he is this uh, he's really Earth's only mutant, and he's basically got got. You know, omega level ability to, to shape reality, and that's why the the comics villains come over from Secret Wars into the real Earth because of this guy's doing, and mm. uh, and then they send him off, and he becomes apparently he becomes this this doom mentor and uh, and whatnot. Now I got to be honest, having read 1985 and having read the Fantastic Four issues, I had no idea that the doom mentor was supposed to be the same guy until. Um, Alan, uh, New right. Mutant, and a couple other guys told me that, and and once they told me, it made sense. But I didn't notice that. I would have never guessed that had I not known that there was some, you know, connection supposedly between those two series. Um, yeah. But uh, you're keeping it in 1985 as well, yeah, but, my friend. But talk about rendering Doom as ineffectual. If you're trained by a dude that can obliterate a sun, and you can't beat a human. Then, then you obviously didn't learn anything. You, you're, you've botched all the training that you've received. Well, dude, uh, it's it, canon. It, it's canon, dude. I mean, Wolverine. No, it, it, dude, yeah, oh, see, oh, I, and you know what? Canon, I, dude. No, I was, it's canon. As I was reading this, I'm thinking Jason's going to play the low Wolverine card when I talk yeah, about this. Well, uh, I, I knew you were going to do it. Man. But no, it's just Doom successfully killed the Invisible Woman. The, the, in, the pre- in the previous, right? He's he's a badass, and that's what I, I liked about that arc. He he went there. And uh, in this one, it's just like he's a he's a slave, a puppy dog to this this cosmic entity. It's just ridiculous. It did not need to be done. And then the ending, which I won't spoil, but it's just completely out of left field, and at the same time expected because mm-hmm. I thought no, he would never do that, and pff, he did it. You know, it's just yeah. like come on. And I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm just glad that. Uh, Mr. Hickman. I was going to say, the less said about even, uh, the Miller uh, run, the better. Even, even though the last issue of the um, of the Hickman series, mm, not so good. Haven't read That's it yet, but I've, yeah, heard, I I've heard either. a lot of complaints about it, yeah. Haven't yeah really? Not, yeah, not not so good. I was, I'm going to have to read really, that. Really dis- it was, I, I, I had trained myself over the last three months to get really excited about Fantastic Four coming out, and I was like, oh, man, this looks awesome, and there was this kick-ass Alan Davis cover on that that looked just wonky and very, very super cool, and uh, and read it, and I was like, wow, that was really kind of a kind of a blah, so-so <laughs> issue. I, I was really, I was let down, but uh, I, I felt like the, there's one little um, revelation that happens in there and it felt like the entire story was built up 
around this one thing that 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 Hickman wanted to get across to readers. And I will not spoil it. I will let you guys read it. But I was like, yeah, it's yeah. It was the you know the first miss out of the first four issues. So um, that. I, I guess the good news is that it was very much a one-shot issue, so they'll be mm-hmm. back to something else next. Okay. In the, in the next Chris, issue. I really yeah, wish you would talk about something other than Marvel, Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, not to completely poop on Mr. Miller, because he had me with the subplot with the thing and the wedding that that completely drew. And I don't, I don't know whether it's because of my affinity for Ben or my time with the character, but that storyline or that, that subplot was v- much more entertaining to me than the Doom main feature mm-hmm. to, so I mean I don't know what, what that says but yeah I, not a good reading experience it, 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 it was okay but yeah I'm glad we've moved on to Mr. Hickman be that as it may <laughs> and by the way how how badass does Hickman's newest project sound oh yeah. sounds awesome yeah the shield I thing can't wait cool. the history of shield looks fantastic right up his wheelhouse <laughs> yeah it's great we yeah. got a letter yeah. oh yes and I'm on read it he says, do it. and I'll tell you who it was from at the end. You'll be all surprised and go, ooh. Uh, he says, Vince, I just finished listening to the latest 11 o'clock and wanted to throw a little support your way via Al Columbia's Pim and Francie. Uh-huh. I got my copy earlier this week via InStock Trades, incidentally, and haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. I felt for your giving this book the praise while the rest of the gang stat- sat in stunned semi-silence. <laughs> but, it, but it's hard to blame them. This really is one book you need to see for yourself. Even then, probably only one out of a hundred readers is going to, well, enjoy, definitely isn't the right word, but appreciate what Columbia is doing. It's really a complete package. The disturbing content, the amazing talent, and the the whole beaten up sketchbook look of the thing. I've heard people complain it's not a comic book in the strictest sense, but I really think the unfinished aspect of it, like we're looking at someone's personal notes or something that was left undone and not meant to be seen, adds a whole other layer of power to the work. I do think it's definitely meant to be, quote, read from cover to cover, though. And if you get in the right frame of mind, it's a damned intense experience. As for the message, I'm doubting there is one. It's really a horror story, just a very, very creepy one. After reading his story in Blab years years and years ago, I've always wondered what the heck else, else Al would do. And at least as far as I'm concerned, he's really topped himself with this. In a year of truly great graphic novels like Asterios Polyp, uh, Cook's The Hunter, and Matt Kent's Three Story, and Seth's amazing George Sprott, which no one seems to be talking about much, mm-hmm. uh, though it's a great book. I agree that Pim and Francie ranks with the very best. It's a unique and uniquely unnerving piece of work. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know that you're not the only one who was bowled over by the creepy brilliance of Pim and Francie. Keep up the good work and keep dropping those references to Irving Claw, Herschel Gordon Lewis, and Al Adamson because I'm picking them up! Exclamation point. <laughs> this was sent by Mr. Will Pfeiffer. Ah, oh, God! I thought nice. it sounded like the, I thought it sounded like the ravings of a lunatic. No, Will's, a, <laughs> Will's an awesome dude, and I'm, nice. I'm glad he 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 he's on the base with me with this. And but for yeah. those that don't that don't may not know the name, although shame on them for not. He he was the longtime writer of Catwoman, and um, and uh, he was uh, actually a fixture on AC during the. Uh, the uh, what was it? The um, oh yeah, he used to do DVD reviews in the yeah. magazine, the magazine style show, the yeah, magazine well. session, yeah, the section. Yeah. Of the and show. he's incredibly cute. 
with an elfish grin that is yes. very infectious. Yes. Will, nice. Will is one of my absolute favorite people in comics, and he's uh, we'll come back on you know it's all the podcast stuff. He's one of the people I I feel really lucky to have gotten to know you know even the little bit that that I do, and uh, he is a he is a great guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love him, nice. and he needs to write more. Oh yes. God, yeah. Yeah. Never read, never read an issue of Catwoman. Oh, it's it, good. It, pick up, pick up all the Catwoman stuff, even the the Brubaker mm-hmm. stuff before Will was good. But but Will did a really, I want to, God, it was who, what who, who drew a, that Brubaker stuff? Oh, well, Darwin Cook did something. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the, the eyeball so, sequence. Oh, oh God. Big score, but uh, but Will was on that book for something like fifty issues. I mean, it was yeah, a long yeah. Time. So and it was it was all good stuff. He he mm-hmm. he really um really moved the Selena Kyle uh character forward quite a bit into the one that we know now. We're only making plans on East Man East Man East Man East Man He has his future in a British deal. We're only making plans on Eastman's whole future is as good as still. Yeah. And if Chris Neesman says that he is happy, he must be happy. He must be happy. He must be happy. It is work. This message is for the Deadpool hating, Daryl agreeing with, indie loving motherfucker named Chris Neesman. Usually you drive me nuts. But I posted on the forums, this is Johnny, the homicidal drummer, by the way. I posted on the forums that I will support to the end your love of Chicago, like I said on the forums. Second city is second to none. Third coast, whatever you want to call us. Uh, Anybody talking shit about uh, Chicago will have to deal with me and Mr. Neesman, although that's that's probably not much of a threat. But anyway, I usually call in at, uh, and talk about Marvel books, but I wanted to mention a few image books that I've really been enjoying, of course. Just catching up on Invincible, that's uh, an amazing book. Everybody should pick it up. Walking Dead also just caught up on recently. Uh, it's, it's another great book. But one of the other ones I read was Cowboy Ninja Viking. I'm uh, pumped for the second issue that's coming out. I know I'm a little late, but uh, kept forgetting to call in the show and let you guys know. Uh, so I'm really pumped for the second issue, and I guess I'll call more then, but Today, just really wanted to say, uh, give some love to Mr. Neesman and uh, our, our love of the, the greatest city on earth. So uh, for the rest of you guys who haven't experienced it, you're, uh, you're missing out and uh, come see us sometimes uh, later. So Jason, you want to talk about what we was going to talk about? Uh, we alluded uh, to it at the uh, top of the show. You mean uh, Bad Rock and his uh, and his seven friends? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the Bad Rock. Yeah, Image United. I, I you Ooh. know, I like I said, I opened up my DCB box and it was the Your first DCB box. <laughs> it, it, it was the first thing uh, I I read. I pulled it out. I had Same to read brother. it. Same I had here. to read it. And, I, uh, uh, I read that before. I I was like, let's see, this or Blackest Night Five. This or Bla-, and I I read this first and then Blackest Night Five. Oh, yeah. you know how many people you just. They cry. You're, you're going to make a lot of dollars, though. There are people who will give you a dollar to read the Black and White <laughs> Five first. So what do you think? I got. I had what thirty books, uh, 30, 30, 40 books in my box, and I read uh, Black and White uh, second. So people shouldn't feel too sad. Uh, yeah. What did I think of Image United? Uh, I thought it was exactly what I hoped it would be. 
Um, flaws and all. And uh, I thought that um, like any one of us that had an appreciation or affinity for the 90s image boom, um, this was a fantastic uh, reminder of of those books. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's great comics, but I think it's, it's it was fun comics and it was comics that I'm happy to to buy every issue and look at and 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 much like uh it, the image uh boom of the 90s it was it was you know very much about the art and and the story was largely superficial did you pick up on kirkman's um not so subtle writing style in this it, it's very much in keeping with the way things used to be done oh that, absolutely yeah that, yeah, that mean, choppy kind of kitschy internal monologue that drives the thing yeah. Um, you know, the, the introduction of the characters, the inevitable first couple pages battle, and then, you know, and then they, they come together at the end. I, I thought it was wonderful. And, and I'm not going to justify this. And I've heard this from a lot of people so far. They, to justify this, that it was good for what it was. That, that's a cop out. If you enjoyed it, then who cares what it was? It was good. I, I thought it was really good. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, and, and I and I can't I can't say t- to what other people that you've heard say that what they mean by it. But I mean, I guess I would, I may in fact, if you asked me, have said it's good for what it was in the sense that um, I don't think if I had no attachment to the artists and the characters from and the nostalgia attached to them, I don't think this comic would have impressed me much at all. But I think that because really I. Yeah, I don't think it's a very well written comic. I don't, but I, no, but I, it's, yeah, it, I love it's, these it's, characters, and and I, I, it was a lot of fun, especially to see all of these artists do a book together. I mean, you know, looking at each panel and trying to figure out, all right, who was the artist, and was this was this panel drawn by one of the guys, or was this a a panel a splash page where a couple of the guys contributed? And wow, you know, what, what it must have been like to send these pages back and forth and have, you know, Rob do you know these two panels, yeah. and then have Mark do the next one, and then have uh, Eric do the next. I mean that—that's the cool part of it for me. Was just kind of dissecting the issue for what for for what it was, and then of course I thought the villain, the choice of the villain was pretty cool. I mean that was yeah. that was definitely cool. Yeah, w- which was spoiled for me, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, what, what are you going to do? But um, it the visually, it does play to both the artist's strengths and their weaknesses, which Very I thought well was said. really Very cool. Well said. Yeah, Be- mm-hmm. because I mean Liefeld does still drag along that. <laughs> I'm posing into battle, you know. Totally. And, yep. and Eric Larson, when you can tell when Eric Larson isn't completely thrilled with the page he's working on. Totally and, and, right. Yep. Yeah, and and the one panel with Angel getting dressed to go into battle, that looked like he just threw that down in typical Larson fashion to get to the next panel. I mean, it's not a a bad panel, but it's just a. I got to get this done panel. And again, you have the typical Larson peek at the boob. I mean, how many issues of Savage Dragon has TNA that just, you know, laced through the story? It's it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, should, should we summarize this thing for people who may be interested in it? You know what? Well, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if we need to. No, go ahead. You well, I mean, in a, in, a, in a nutshell, we have a yeah. hero called Fortress. Right. A, a, new, a new hero created yeah. by uh, Mr. Portacio, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, he's thrown into the image universe, and he has a portent of doom, a premonition that something's going to hit the fan. He doesn't know who the heroes are, and he's trying to get across to them. Something's coming. You guys got to do something about it. And uh, in his, uh, what's the word I want to say? In, in his uh, decision to 
in influence these people, he's thrown into a battle with Overkill. That's that's basically the first issue. And at the end, they they uh, well Shaft in particular agree to listen to him, and so we're going to move on. And the big bad is revealed, and there's a lot of battle scenes and a lot of posturing in typical early image fashion. I thought it was really great, but I have one question, mm-hmm. and it just may be a brain fart on my part. The page with um, Mako and Powerhouse, mm-hmm. who are they fighting? Who is that? It's a Silvestri creation. Who is that? Oh, yeah, no, I know you, the guy with like the green and the gold. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that uh, a new character? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it completely threw me. I, I hadn't. Yeah, they don't, they don't call him by name and I don't know him. Yeah, I have to say, yeah. if, if I, if I did read about him, I don't remember him. It's, it's, I agree. yeah. There was, uh, I don't know if you guys caught it either. There was, uh, a, a, a major art storytelling mishap in there. Um, who was the, the, the female character that got messed up something awful? Glam, um, uh, not glamour, um, Vogue. Vogue mm-hmm. never shows her getting punched or wrecked or whatever happened. And you go back and that was really confusing. That, mm-hmm. that entire, be, also because it was it was also um, mixed in with a cutscene to another part of the story um, in between it, but it, it, I mean it was it, it was a '90s image comic, and that's kind of what it's supposed to be. Where yeah, there were you're yeah, right. I mean, the, it's that I it's like it's almost intentional. It's like we're gonna put something you know some really subpar storytelling and something really confusing in there because it just doesn't matter. You know that's not why people mm-hmm. are reading this. I I think that this is all done with a wink and a nod. Um, God, I've, this week they're coming out with a um with a signed uh, numbered edition that has like fucking hollow foil logo on it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, if you read the letters page, I mean, the cool thing about, uh, for better or for worse, Kirkman is, you know, he's our age, and and for as successful as he is now, and he's an image partner, you know, he is. He grew up. Uh, he loved image comics. He read image sure. comics and loved them. So, I mean, for him, this is as much geek out as it would be for us to get to work with these guys. So, um, so I, I just I, again, I, I I guess we can't judge anything until it's finished, and we've got a, you know a bunch of issues left. But uh, but I I. You know, I guess I went into this probably. I always talk about how sometimes I have high expectations and am let down by my expectations. Sometimes I go in with no expectations and am pleasantly surprised. I mean, this one for me met my expectations. I expected it to be mm-hmm. um, what it very is. Nostalgic, yeah, a nostalgic look. With it would be fun to see them all draw a book together. It would be fun to see these characters be together, and that's exactly what it was. I didn't expect yeah. it to be, you know, an Alan Moore written, you know, piece of prose where you were like, oh my god, what a story. I just thought it would be a the story would be well constructed enough so that you didn't think it was absurd that all these heroes were together on the same page, and that's basically what Kirkman gave us. And, um, you know, I thought 90% of the panels were great to look at, and like you said, Vince, I mean, Vince, you uh, not surprising because you have such an eye for the art, you picked the one panel in the book that I thought was glaringly poor, and that was uh, yeah. that was uh, her getting dressed and, 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 and dragon walking on her. I mean, I thought that page looked nothing like a, 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 a page that Larson would do when he's taking his time or right. that he's capable of. Um, uh, but, uh, but for the most part, you know, I mean, the, the interesting thing is the Omega Spawn page on the on the, the adjacent oh. is, is gorgeous. Yeah, it is I mean, really it's nice. gorgeous page. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I love so, this uh, Spawn countdown clock with the infinity in each of the, the yeah, sections. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so mm-hmm. cool. But, yeah. the, you know, is there something weird going on with the timeline here? Because... 
Shadowhawk tried to join Youngblood way back in like what Youngblood number two or something. And it, depends it, what it, it depends on what Shadowhawk. Well, I was going to say yeah, this that's is true. Shadowhawk, isn't it? Oh, isn't it a new Shadowhawk. Yeah, I think it should be. Yeah. because he yeah, is that uh, spirit of what is it, spirit of justice or something. So it's like a Grendel yeah. type thing. Yeah, I thought well, it was okay. new Shadowhawk because I had read the um, the first few issues of the latest Youngblood relaunch, which was written by. Um, uh, Tim Seeley's taking over Wildcats, but it wasn't by those guys. It wasn't. Did, did Hester well, write it? He's 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 drawing Wildcats right now. Yeah. No, no, I know, but but did Hester write the uh, the, the relaunch of uh, of of uh, Youngblood, uh, or was it somebody oh, else? I, I don't remember, but it was like a year ago, and uh, and I did read those for issues, and I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember him being in there, so I'm I'm taking this to be a new version of him. Oh, cool. I just because it was someone else the mantle. Shadowhawk was the one image book. During the the initial launch that I did not buy. Same oh, really? here, actually. Weird. Call yeah. Him. Oh, I did. Yeah, no, it, it, I didn't either. Yeah. Way no, too much either. like Wolverine. Visually like Wolverine. Just, oh, see, I thought he was too much like Duck Hawk, and I wasn't really. I didn't really go yeah. for it. I was like, yeah, eh. that's cool. But I mean, for me, this book is a winner in every respect. I just I loved every page of it. Warts and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to. Warts actually. Uh, I think they they contribute to it. Actually, I think it's it's like you said. You said it beautifully. You said it's 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 all that was great and and not so great about yeah. the image boom. I, I, that's why the book was fantastic. If it was these guys all at the top of the craft with it, I think it might have almost taken a away from it. I like there are a few pages where you could clearly see that the artists weren't all in sync or were rushing yeah. a little bit to get the page. And, and you can almost, you can, you can see the enthusiasm, not wane, but you can see how strong it was at the beginning. I'm, I'm assuming that they did these pages in sequential order. Uh, because the first page mm-hmm. is gold, and then and the splash on two and three is amazing. Gold, Jerry, gold. And then from there, you can see it's kind of like, yeah, we bit off a whole mess of, <laughs> of work here, yeah. and, and you know, just keep going. And uh, I, ballistic, ah, uh, I want to have sweet, sweet love with that drawing. <laughs> <laughs> so Vestry is always one of my favorites. It's oh, imagine how much those pages are going to cost. I know, I know. And and overkill, wonky, kitschy. He's great. This 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 he's book great, is. Yeah. It's it's great. I just. I gotta it. tell you the, the thing about this book, and and uh, I know David and I follow him on Twitter. I think you guys probably do too. I, I, I as as flawed as some of his things may be, few things get me to smile more than seeing life life pages from Image. I I love those goddamn. <laughs> I love. I, I he I love the guy I you know yeah. I mean Deadpool Cable I just I love what he uh, he was so he was so important to the creation of the characters that I cared about at that point in in my comics reading I and, I just, and I notice still, the 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 first page it's Liefeld but it's inked uh, traditionally what we've expect to see inked Liefeld but as the the book goes on it's that I think we shot this from Liefeld's pencils Liefeld because it, it gets mm-hmm. gritty towards the end. Sure. Did you notice that? Yeah. 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 Really cool. I love this book. Go out and buy Image United. Buy two. And you know what? We couldn't specify what cover. Buy buy all six covers. That's right. We couldn't specify (laughs) for the first issue what cover we got from DCBS. I'm sure if we told them, they would have made it happen, but I didn't. If you you could pick, which one would you want? Well, I'd want Savage Dragon. I don't want the the Dragon. Oh, you want the Dragon? I got got Spawn. I got the dragon cover. Oh, you yeah. got the dragon. Why? I'm not, I'm not. I, because I went to my LCS and I picked it up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not upset. Oh. I got the spawn. Did I say that? Did I? Because <laughs> I should have. Did, 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 did I turn up? 
Did I jump in at any time and say, oh, yeah, we actually talked to Eric Larson about this. But if you want to go back and check out that episode of uh, Around (laughs) Housing. And you also get a nice uh, six-page, was it one, two, three, four, six-page preview of Haunt. And... Oh, stop! And a bunch of different covers. It's it's a it's a great little package, but it, it will run you. Package. It will run you four dollars. Got a stiff cover, yeah. nice texture on it, beautiful. Go get it, love it. Hey, uh, you know I'm nothing if not a benevolent uh, dictator, and uh, for that reason, I do think uh, at least for even if it's sixty seconds, I would love to uh, acknowledge the uh, the uh, impassioned uh, pleas from our forum members and uh, say that I did read Blackest Night number five and I thought it was terrific. It was awesome, wasn't it? It was very good. I I, I have to say, I, I think that uh, what started off as kind of a straight up horror book and, and, and was seemingly a bit of a departure from what we've gotten from Semester Core War and a lot of John's run, um, I think with a little bit in four, but now with five, we're starting to see that John's really does have a big picture here, which is, you know, he's he's going to, for better or for worse, at least until someone else becomes the the big stalker at DC, is trying to have the 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 uh, you know the seminal say on on what it means to, to what death means in the DC universe, and um, and I, who knows how it's going to go in the last three issues, but if it goes the way I suspect it's going to go, it's going to be pretty cool. I think he's he's actually doing something that will reestablish that death is significant in the DC universe, which it's been, you know, one could argue death has not been significant in the DC universe since Crisis, the original Crisis. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, and, and this may, you know, he, he, people are going to say, oh, well, yeah, but it'll change two years from now. Well, it may change two years from now sure. when someone else takes over, but uh, for right now, all, all, all a writer can do is, 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 is make the point he's going to make at the time. I mean, unless John's going to come EIC, I, I, you can't blame him for what may or may not change th- two, three, five, ten years from now. But for what he has right now, which is, you know, a big, big, he's got big influence in the DCU right now. I, I, I like that he's trying to sort of put his stamp on death being significant and why it hasn't been up to now and why it probably yeah. will be at the end of Blackest Night. So that's pretty cool. You know, if all these senseless, wanton, uh, excessive deaths mm-hmm. lead to a moratorium on the same, then he deserves all the uh, credit in the world. If, yeah, and if, I think that's if where this is the means really to do. the end. Then there you go. I don't. That, I know you're not reading it, Vince, and I don't. Yeah, no, but don't. It, it'll it'll kind of shove the creative people into different territory, uncharted territory, where they're going to have to think their way out of a story instead of just killing off somebody to generate. Buzz, you know that's yeah, cool. That yeah. that's great. It it you you're 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 propping up the art form, trying to make it something more. That's awesome. Go do it. Yeah, more power and, and to I, him. No, I was just gonna say, I I don't think you're. I know you're not reading, and David, I don't think you're reading it right. You're not, not at least not currently. I'm, I'm no, I haven't. I haven't started yet. I have the first four okay. issues here. I'm waiting to get the fifth. I'll I'll read it, but I'm not a. I haven't started it yet. All the only thing I want to add because I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but but the only thing I want to add is. Um, and I'm sure Chris will agree with me. Is uh, and apparently his name is uh, is Ivan Heiss. Uh, it's not Ivan Rice as it seems to read, but it's Ivan Heiss. But oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. he he is a- an absolute <laughs> monster. He yeah. is drawing his ever loving ass off. I mean, this I, guy I, is I, just he is putting a. DC greats to shame. I mean, talk about recent event books, J.G. Jones, George Perez. I mean, he is just, uh, you know, Van Skyver on flight. He is 
taking all of them out to the woodshed, beating them to a pulp with the ugly stick, and then running laps. I mean, the dude is just killing it. If he is not a superstar from here on out, I, I don't. Something went wrong. I mean, this he, stuff. He, sh- just- he should be because you're you're absolutely right. And um, between Black Blackest Night and Green Lantern, I, mm-hmm. I think that we're seeing some of the best art in comics right now. Oh, it's there. it's, it's oh, breathtaking. Okay. He there's no he deserves all the platitudes that that he. I hope he's getting from from you know from the average reader because uh, it's, sure. it's phenomenal. You know, it, yeah. it's odd that you bring up George Perez because uh, okay. I want to throw the man a bone. I haven't been extremely kind to him <laughs> over the years. I, I do yet. like his no, I do like his stuff, but I guess I just have to be in the mood, or I I had to be in the mood. I was going through some stuff, getting ready for uh, the eventual binding process, and and I have to say, George Perez has never topped the uh, Avengers Volume Three. That uh, the first, like, what is it, 25 or 30 issues he did with Kurt Busiek, uh-huh. those issues are stunning. Mm-hmm. Every, every one is nicer than the one that came <laughs> after it. And, and it's not just, you know, George just going yeah. through the motions. Every panel is loaded, just loaded with information. Especially those, like, first three issues for, of Heroes Return. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. They're trying to find out who's going to be on the team. So, and then there's the medieval issue. Actually, I have... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have the uh, the Ray Lago variant for that. I'm happy to hear that. But it's it's um you're right. It's it's and Alve inked them, right? I do believe. So. Yeah, and and I I always would uh, hammer him for drawing every single hair hair in the Scarlet, <laughs> which is right. very voluminous uh, tresses. But yeah, I was stunned because I enjoyed it back in the day. But now when in hindsight, and I, I got an, uh, a chance to just look at a stretch of issues. Oh, it's fantastic. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't wait to have it bound. But another thing on the subject of art, I was stunned, surprised, shocked duh, at the performance of another much maligned artist. Okay. Uh, yes. I Who picked, this is? I picked up Invincible Iron Man uh, number 20, is it? The, the first of the Stark... Uh, deconstructed uh, here. Yep, this Stark disassembled. Disassembled, and the uh, I know we've been hammering Salvador La Roca for a while because he mm-hmm. has been playing it pretty close to the vest, in my opinion, on on mm-hmm. Iron Man. Wow, what a switch up with this last. Oh, issue. I haven't seen twenty yet. I haven't read it. But. Yeah, it's it's very loose. It's there's none of that. Uh, precedent where you could say well uh, this is Tommy Lee Edwards or or Tommy Lee Jones or or this it's 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 drawn and and it looks wonderful oh, and, I, and I, I, that's good and, to hear because yeah okay that's and i think a hear. lot of it is on uh Frank Dermata who did the colors because uh-huh. the the, uh, the colors are gorgeous and it it almost looks european and and uh there's there's two or three pages of talking heads where Stark is in a position where Let's just say he can't get around much, and um, it's just this internal uh, dialogue he's having with himself and his machines, and it's basically Stark's head for, like, maybe it's even four or five pages, but it's never boring. It works in, in conjunction with what the the current events of, of his predicament are, and you know, how else are you going to do it? I mean, the guy is he's bedridden. So there's not, and and it, this is all taking place in his mind. It's awesome. It's really good, and and I don't feel bad for hammering him because a lot of that work, and especially spec, what was it, spectacular Spider-Man annual? 
David? The one we, yes. we like no, to... Sensational. Sensational. Yeah. yeah, just bleh. But this is really, really nice. I hope he's he's going back to the old Salvador because it's, it's, it's awesome. So. That would yeah, be great. It's really yeah. good. It's, it's, it's the only thing that keeps Iron Man from being an absolutely awesome book. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're right. You're right. Well, I'm, I'm, I can't say that, but I've seen it. And I, and I will order the, the uh, collected edition. But Fraction is, he's devious. He's a bastard. I, you know my feelings towards Tony Stark. Do not care about the man in the least. But Fraction made he made me care for Harry Stark. Like, it's almost like he's writing a fictional character or something. Yes, but he's putting <laughs> that that he's manipulating me, the reader, into feeling something for Tony other than disgust. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it worked. I'm gonna. I, I may stick with the book. I'm gonna stick with it for this whole That's disassembled awesome. thing. But yeah, it's really good. I was very surprised. Hey, L- speaking L- of Day's Iron going, Man, yeah. yes. Speaking of Iron Man, I have to give uh, the House of Ideas mad props for this month's previews. Um, you know, we we talk all the time, incessantly, every time we talk about the success of the Marvel and DC movies and the properties, and you know, why don't these mega media conglomerates do better job cross marketing and all that stuff? Um, well. For maybe they're learning, uh, at least at least maybe this one time, because uh, in this month's previews, in the Marvel previews segment, there are six pages dedicated to Iron Man trades, yeah. uh, and it's dedicated explicitly. I mean, you know, previews we all read. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we all, but but many of us read. Never previews. never looked at a page. Like no, that. I'm saying many, right. That's why I commended myself. But many of us read previews. But obviously, <laughs> previews is, was created for the retail. It's really a book for retailers to look for and see what they're going to order. Um, in the Marvel previews, there is a six-page thing dedicated to the fact that, hey, retailers, Iron Man 2 is going to be a blockbuster. It's coming out in the summer. And uh, it, it, we here are a list of books that uh, we think you should have on your shelves if you want to uh, leverage the fact that the movie's coming out. And they spell out a bunch of trades, you know, the Omnibuy, some new trades, some of the old trades. And it's just, again, a lot of the stuff is already available to, to order, but I just love the fact that they're calling attention to this and saying, retailers, this is a chance to do it. And <laughs> should, I, I, should they have let in with, hey, dumbasses, there's a movie yeah, coming out. Yeah, but maybe summer. so, you know, because <laughs> don't we always say that, though? Like, why, you know, why aren't there... Why aren't there kiosks for Batman after Batman Not Dark? You know, why aren't there kiosks for the Hulk? You know, so the point is, is that I hope that we're going to see more of this because it just seems like such a no-brainer. Um, but it was just really well done. I mean, because, again, for, for once it was an overt call out to the fact that, hey, we've got a movie coming out. Uh, you know, we're all not stupid. We know that half this stuff comes out. You know, we know that there's, you know, three Deadpool ongoings right now because they're making a Deadpool movie. Like, we all know that. So just just call attention to it. Just be honest about yep. it so that we can kind of get through the shenanigans and, 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 and call it for what it is, which is marketing. I mean, there's no, yeah. marketing is not an evil thing, right? It's part of the business. So I just I, – I thought it was great to see Marvel. And I don't want to make this Marvel DC thing. I, I really sincerely hope that we'll see DC do the same thing, um, you know, with, with Green Lantern and, and, and the oh, movies sure. coming out. Yeah, so yep. – uh, and to, and to give them a little bit more well, pat on the back, <laughs> you, you think Blackest Night is a mistake or uh, just a coincidence? Right. Well, sure. No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yep. All those yep. those are all going to be out in trade whenever that movie hits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So in in the back of Iron Man twenty, there is an Iron Man saga type thing for new readers, where oh, it cool. go it goes through you know with text boxes and recycled images. Uh, mm-hmm. As, as they do in the freebie saga books, but uh, it gets everybody caught up on what has happened to date. And on the very last page, there's an Iron Man reading chronology. 
If you like this issue, you can start here. And they list uh, 12 books that will, will uh, get you up to speed on where it's going. And uh, once you get to the end of the Tony Stark uh, story that Mr. Fraction has written and you do not want to be spoiled for future events because it's a doozy. It features three characters uh, that will be involved in Siege. Do yourself a favor and flip past the next two pages till you get to the Iron Man uh, saga pages because there's a double page that's going to be a... Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. But uh, so to save yourself some grief, don't look at it. Because it's neat. Right. It's it's one of those little cool little manipulations of uh, things that uh, would pan out to be really neat. But anyway, yeah, there we go. Awesome. I, I, uh, I want to revisit some Blackest Night real quick here. Do it. Jason was sure. talking about it. Um, just a, um, just a, a word of advice to some people that may be waiting to um, pick up all the single issues after the event's kind of over. I've heard some people that are doing that, that will be like, okay, well... Once it's over, then I'll pick up what's really necessary to the story, and I'll read it. Don't forget to pick up the Blackest Night Teen Titans miniseries, the three-issue miniseries. Yeah. Out of all of the minis, and they came out with uh, three three-issue series. There was the uh, the Superman, uh, the Batman and Robin, and and then the the Teen Titans. I was shocked that the Titans one is the one that. I enjoyed the most and probably had the most um, relevance to the rest of the of the main series. So if you're, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to go and cherry pick what tie-ins to uh, to pick up and read along with that, make sure that you grab the Titans one because I think it's what J J T Kroll. Is, yeah, is, yeah, J T yeah. Kroll, and he's taking over. He's taking over Titans on uh, the ongoing. That that the the three issue mini was awesome and the. Uh, the first uh, Titans tie-in was fantastic as well. But the one I'm really looking forward to is um, uh, Greg Rucka and Nicholas Scott mm-hmm. doing uh, Black- yep, Blackest Night. Yeah, shocker. I'm looking forward to that. Screw you, Price. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you're, uh, I think you're that totally should be right. our mantra. Screw you, Price. That's a good uh, one. Chris, you're totally right. I had no intention of uh, picking up the the minis on that, but Wild Pig had them for 50 cents a piece, so I did pick up all of the... I picked up Blackest Night Titans, Superman, and Batman uh, for 50 cents a piece, and I read them all, and uh, I actually do agree with you. I would have... With how bad Titans the I was shocked in, how good it was. I, 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 yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that it cost me a buck fifty for the free issues, I would never have bought it, uh, but yeah. I did. Read them, and like you said, pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, not being... Deeply, uh, deeply uh, inundated in the DC lore. I, I don't know much about Hawk and Dove, either the original incarnations or the new female versions. Yeah. So it was pretty cool and uh, it definitely intrigued by it. I mean, I don't know how much Hawk and Dove, either version, where they were where they were prominent in, in, in the past or what series or whatever. But uh, but I like them as characters. They seem pretty cool. So um, and certainly their role in this uh, you know portends bigger things. I'm sure as Blackest Night finishes up. So uh, I do agree with you. Um, and it's uh, you know if you, if you like tits and ass, it's an Ed Bennis drawn book. So you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. do like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be is a couple interesting things. The stuff with Dove obviously is important, and what's going on with Donna Troy, I think, are two very important things that uh, uh, kind of add a nice little layer to the Blackest Night story. So very, very cool stuff. Yeah, nice. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And nice. as, as usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics was sponsored by DCBService.com. Discount comic book service where you can pick up all your favorite funny books at Wumba discounts. Extremely good discounts. And uh, there's really very little hassle with this. You order online, get them shipped to your door, open the box, start reading. Flawless. Effortless. Do it. DCBService.com. And woot! In your travels, as we are wont to do at the end of every episode, I will implore you, and this is going to be really strange coming out of my mouth, I implore you to pick up Invincible Iron Man number 20. Why? Wow. Yes. While you're at it, pick up Red Herring from Wildstorm. I was going to wow. I was going to do that tonight, but I got the fourth issue today in my box, and I didn't want to be uh, surprised or leave anything out of my review. So next week, I'm going to do Red Herring and Run as fast as your tiny little feet can carry you to the comic shop and or bookstore and get Josh Cotter's Driven by Lemons from nice. uh, House Books. It is so gorgeous, you'll want to marry it. That's right. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Um, a real quick shout-out to uh, to Logan Drydale the, from from um, Regina. And wow. He's oh, Regine. Regine. Regina. 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 Um, uh, I told him I'd give him a shout out because he sent us beer. Look oh, at you! Well, he didn't send us beer. He sent no, he you sent beer. You beer. He sent me yeah. beer from uh, from okay. Canada's organic beer. Well, but I'm gonna, well I'm fuck gonna Logan then. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna sa- I'm gonna save some. I'm gonna save some until you guys uh, come here in April, so all we can right. all we can all share it together. So so thank you, Logan. And uh, um, to add to your your regime pile, um, let me see here. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. It resurfaced on the forum. If you can still find the uh, the first trade of the darkness, uh, the accursed, for five dollars, um, pick that up because I think people are just now kind of coming around to how awesome that series was. Um, is is yeah. Um, the, the 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 first part of the series, I should say, and um, yeah, we we talked about it a ton. I finished it um, on the forum's recommendation, uh, read Asterius Polyp. Yay! And I can't yes. wait to talk uh, um, with everyone else here about it, because I, yes. I, I absolutely loved it. Nice. Cool. All right. Um, before I, I say read, uh, just a couple quick reminders for people. Uh, we're now in December. Uh, the, the holidays are upon us. So, um, number one, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. But um, with uh, with the holidays being upon us, before you know it, the year will be over. And um, so it's time now to start thinking about your best books, uh, characters, writers, and all that stuff of the year. And if you have some thoughts there, please do check out our 11 O'Closkers thread that's pinned in the uh, bullpen section of our forum because um, shortly after the turn of the year, um, I will be tallying all of the votes and uh, compiling a list there of the uh, forum winners, and then, and then the four of us will have an, uh, a kind of a lengthy episode and talk about our, our thoughts on the, the best of that we, uh, we did last year, and it was a lot of fun, and we'll do it again this year, so uh, definitely yes. go ahead and do that. Um, and uh, now that I've gotten out of the way, by all means, please um, do yourselves a favor and uh, read a book that I'm probably the only person um, on this uh, panel that has read so far, but I, I, I would love for more people to read it. Uh, read Jericho uh, by Devil's Do. Uh, the first issue just came out, and it is season three. If you like, um, if you like the uh, Buffy series, which is uh, season eight of Buffy, um, I love Jericho, the TV show. It uh, died way too soon, 
And uh, this uh, picks up right where the TV left off. I love the TV show, and I thought it was a, uh, a quite a solid first issue. It's only a, I think, six-issue miniseries, so I'm not asking you to commit to the long term. So uh, go ahead and pick up Jericho if you like uh, conspiracy theory. and, and uh, I do and like you, that. Yeah, so uh, good uh, times. Good times. Nice. Mm-hmm. Read anything you can find by Jim Starlin. Dread wow. Star. Uh, Grand Thanagar War? Thanos. Um, Steve, Steve, Steve Raker. Okay. Anything. <laughs> Countdown well, of no. Mystery? Anything no. from the... Oh, uh, they weren't bad. I mean, Grand Thanagar War was pretty good. I thought Death it was of one of the new gods. Okay. Well, see, I didn't, I didn't yeah, read, right, I did not read I, Death of New Gods. You, you got me on that stuff, one. Read his stuff from, from the 70s, the 80s, and into the 90s. I, yeah. The 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 weird uh, the reluctant Infinity warrior say the dread star um, there's uh, hey I I got I got a good one mystery in space is new Starlin and it's fucking awesome okay there you go nice you go. and uh, while Jason brought up the um, eleven o'clockers uh, I think it was the man who will inevitably get my vote for best colorist this year. Didn't Val Staples once ask us to do a rundown at the end of the show of everything we talked about? Yes, he did. Yes, okay. he, also, he also told a story once on the forum that we were supposed to talk about so that people would find time to come to the forum because they'd get information only at the forum. So we also, or I rather, dropped the ball on that. But by all we means, did. go on and... So and, for and, Mr. Val Staples, the best colorist of 2009, and regardless of what everybody else votes for, I'm going to change the winning vote to everyone's thing hilarious. to Val Staples. Uh, to this episode, we talked about Abrams Ultraviolet, Dodge Logic Ooh. from Alan Moore, Punisher number 11, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Archie Comics, <laughs> The Nom, Heroes for Hope from Marvel. We talked about uh-huh. Cam Stewart and Jason Aaron's The Other Side. David did a scintillating fanzine flashback. Dun, dun, dun. Jim Starlin, Miller's Master of Doom and Hickman's Fantastic Four. We read a letter, a letter from Mr. Will Pfeiffer. Talked a lot about Image United. Blackest Night number five. Edit Chris's faux pas at blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and um, Iron Man number 20 and Blackest Night Titans. So there you go. That's what we talked oh, nice. about. I'm going to add one more. Oh, Do it. People, go pick up Jonah Hex number 50. Drawing oh. by <laughs> You betcha. Tallulah. Look at that body on that woman. I oh, love truth. I love the panel where she's firing and you don't see anybody in the panel, but then horses ride by and the one guy has his head completely blown off and the horse is still moving. It's an awesome panel. Man, yes, read Jonah, Jonah Hex. Jimmy Palmiotti, Justin Gray with Darwin Cook doing Jonah Hex. Mm. No argument there. You Mm -hmm. betcha. All right. Thank you for being with us. Come visit us on the forum at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or 11oclockcomics.com. Come say hi to David because he really needs your support. And thank you for being here with us. We love you so much. So much. Absolutely. Yep. Say bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. I think love's kind of strong. No, I love everyone. Love. Love's what it's all about. Very fond of. No, love. I'll pick up the tab. Come on, man. You gotta get over the home Love. (laughs) I want to give a gaffer to all of our listeners. What's that? A good old fashioned reach around. (laughs) Oh, it's it. Oh, an anagram. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the old hot move. Yeah, baby. More tea. See ya.